right? <laughs> it's fucking kicking it in. It's like we're starting a Norman Lear sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking great, dude. And you knew who you were then. Goyles were goyles and men were men. Got this one. <laughs> this is where you, you take dames to the fucking. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, yeah we're gonna, we have flappers. This is belly know? rubbing music. Do you know what else this is? This is like if you ever watch, watch early Follies from NFL films in the early seventies. They're like early Follies movies that would have this music in the background. If you want, if you want seventy sports. If you want seventy sports. No, that's that, that's more eighties. That's early eighties. That's pretty good though. That's early 80s, though. I got this news theme. <laughs> but this is the one I, I think I'm... I actually like that one. This it's is the good. one I think we're going to use a lot here. No, not that. Hold on. And we're back. <laughs> That's good. It's good. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> That's absolutely. good stuff. Look at these two young actors. They're probably working their way up, you know? You know, here, they, and then they went nowhere. A 1982 sheepdog, sir. I remember that line. Like, all right, you ready to fucking. Sure. Let's do this little piano thing, and then we're, we'll get going. That's my favorite one, actually. When I downloaded this, I listened to it over and over again. It stops and lets you know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, enough. Let's get fucking going. Exactly. That is pretty funny. From Atlanta, Fulton We're storming the Capitol. It's a revolution. Purple color, I see. Then you maintain the status. December 7th, 19th. And a question, a psychopath. I love you so badly. I got me. did it we're here yeah man we started absolutely and it started fairly seamless the actual show starting for yeah. how for how wild it was <laughs> when you got here welcome in everybody i'm keith pazel this is my podcast and i'm adam crow hell yeah you are you know that's matt norman and noisier that you're listening to that <laughs> intro hit them up if you want i tell you as songs usual, made for you as usual get it you going me, it gets me going but you know something it's a different experience every time this time listening to it I had certain anxieties come up, but that's a good thing. 
You know well, what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, well, it was an anxious start. I, t- yeah. I, I feel like I tensed everybody up before the show started. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Yeah, you were getting worked up. You know, uh, there were some technical difficulties. Well, there always is. That's yeah. not. But this was, you were genuinely like hitting the panic button. Like, I got off the elevator on the fifth floor here. I threatened the end of the show. I basically was like, the say, show might end today. I'm just like, what? Whoa, man. <laughs> Like, Come on, hey, good to see you, man. I haven't yeah, seen you in a week. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and you're like, got my no, COVID we're going to cancel the show. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, no cancel. But like, so to, to briefly let everybody in, the TV screen you see behind us that is operated through my telephone webcam and the app I use failed. It just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. So I had to spend an extra 40 minutes frantically figuring out and it's crucial and i sound i and this is enough of the podcast where i'm not going back like we used to not have the video and i feel like i've hyped it up enough and put enough effort into it to where i was like if i can't have the tv on the screen yeah there's no reason to do the show well here's what happened keith you just you would miss a week you'd miss a week you'd figure it out yeah and then we'd do a show so you just calm down, my friend. Plus, I'm getting that 1400 from Biden. Oh, We're getting fucking paid. Good daddy. for you, man. Good for you. Yeah, I should be getting my tax return this week, which I'm happy. But I've also been just driving. I mean, I'm making a ton of money this week. Hell yeah. It's cool, You're man. Driving everybody to get vaxxed up? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. People are, I tell you what, of my passengers, those of you who don't know, I am a Lyft driver, you know. Putting my University you know, of Chicago also a, education. Also, a, 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 a burgeoning old screenwriter. You're like the you're like Dennis Quaid in the Rookie, but with Hollywood. <laughs> Do you realize how I'm such a cliche? I, I was watching a, a Bill Maher, the, the you know, watching his show a couple weeks ago, and, and he had some uh, joke about a Lyft driver, and have him talk about his script to you, <laughs> and that's exactly what I do. <laughs> I'm such a cliche. It's great. I love yeah. it. You know, it's good though. No, I'm it in is a good, good. space. You know, it's yeah, you're going well. You know, the name Regina King gets thrown a lot around a lot. Yeah, so I, I, I don't want to. I do not want to jinx that. I think that's because it's. But it is uh, supposed to be going to her this weekend. This hey, weekend. I want it. I'm so impressed with how quickly commercials got with like making COVID commercials, because for a while they were just reusing footage from old commercials but now they're like well no we have to actually film some fucking covid yeah oh absolutely got to film some people in mass to make sure we're not denying reality here it's interesting that you know yeah there definitely has been an adjustment in the economy to it you know working from home obviously which was already happening before the uh, oh yeah people were choosing to work home all the time But, but it has accelerated that process dramatically you know i think i would not want to be a commercial real estate developer right now because i don't know you know, they're not going to be making as many big buildings oh, down, yeah. downtown. And some of them made think. the buildings and they're just like, well, <laughs> we're kind of rethinking our business model at yeah. this point now. Yeah, which is, it's interesting. Like, you know, I think what I heard is that there's a big move to maybe uh, convert a lot of those buildings into like apartments, you know, basically for like, basically low income housing, you know. Well, that's what people, needs to be know? done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What do you mean? Yeah, anyway, we're getting political. We, we, we have the music with that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a good thing. Another thing, Keith, I'm impressed by you. You, you put time into creating sound effects for our, our – we, we basically have about what I used to call the conversation dial. There's about five to seven topics we're going to talk about at some point during the show. Here, this is what I'll do. You know? <laughs> I'll, I'll do it like this. I'll go, and that's what we need to do for the sake of society. And now a word from our break. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) (laughs) discussing one of our five to seven topics we always discuss, whether it be Walter Payton making me cry. (laughs) 
<laughs> or me bitching about the Minnesota Viking offensive line, you know. And then we also have our political stuff we like to get into on yeah. occasion. And you know? now, we, and we slip into it. the star of the show, <laughs> Johnny Fontaine. <laughs> brassy. It's brassy. This just has the vibe of like, you hear that music kick on and you quickly snort whatever Coke you were going to get yeah. on and you spin out. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Glenn, you didn't tell me the band was firing up. <laughs> yeah. You got to let me know I was doing a popper backstage. It, it must <laughs> It must have been a, uh, to be in Hollywood at that time, like early 70s Hollywood or something. I bet you, uh, honestly, it had to be pretty crazy. I would think it would be a big party, right? That's how it had to be. Like people well, were yeah. just partying their ass off, wearing bell-bottomed <laughs> jeans, yeah, and, and like just drinking a lot. But like, a lot of women looking like birds walking around there with feathers <laughs> and glitter on their face. A lot of ostrich-looking brides. But, but also, like, just uh, you'd have like thirty million people watching something you did. You know what I mean? The audience you would have it was it was massive. Yet you were totally just partying it up like okay 15 million well, people are that see was this. back when drugs were healthy you know well, well I, I think cocaine was not deemed addictive they were just figuring thing. they were just figuring out that cigarettes were bad <laughs> yeah, absolutely i'm just I, figuring yep. it out yep. what do we got here that remind, yeah we're watching dumb and dumber ladies and gentlemen a little bit of dumb got and these dumber. young men here these guys got the fbi uh malachi and fucking isaac here yeah exactly <laughs> I told you what happened, okay? So just drop it. Yeah, okay, sure thing. Yeah, this is a oh, road, yeah, this I is this when he almost road get, This is when they meet up back up with T-Bass. Yeah. Now, if he if they would have caught up with them a little bit, but like they're several states away. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that took place like a And I think yeah. they imply that he was the gay guy because it says, come back here at 910 for loving. He oh. reads on the wall. Oh, okay. And then T-Bass, old T-Bass walks in. So, <laughs> yeah, they, they were whatever T-Bass's <laughs> God-given name was, he was getting into some dark shit. I will say, in something about the Folly Brothers, in something about Mary, one of my favorite scenes in that movie is when with the gay motifs when they go to the wayside you know and it's just a bunch of closeted gay men like that was always the big rumor when i was like growing up in eau claire wisconsin hey that wayside 10 miles out of town it's like a gay pickup area man because there was literally one gay bar in, in in my in my town for and that was a gay bar for like 40 miles like any every gay person hey, had to go to that bar there was only one know? gay bar in the area when i grew up it was called wrigley field right hey! That's right. The largest gay bar. <laughs> largest gay bar in the north side of Chicago. Wrigley Field. That, that, that was a t-shirt I had. When I sold t-shirts, I mean, I think I've told you this story. I, t I sold t-shirts like 15 years ago outside of Wrigley. I, I got hooked up with the- Didn't uh, you sell fucking peanuts at spring training too? No, I, I sold beer at spring training. I, honest to God. That's always, I was just going to say that's one job. That's Crocious's job where he'd quit everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. If they could just promise him 50 grand a year <laughs> to sell beer to people. <laughs> I, I'm not lying. Well, here, I went down there for a month. I lived with my mom and my stepfather. My Wasn't this when comedy was bottoming out a little bit for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. There was, well, I mean- I tried like taking the leap in Chicago of making making a living off of it, you know, and it didn't go very well. I, I, I burnt through all of my cash and had to move to Wisconsin, as I've said before. And so but in 06 that year when I was not uh, I was not I was still in Chicago. I was like, you know, something I'm going to take a month off and I'm going to go down to sell beer at spring training in Tucson. So I live with my mom and my stepfather. Did that and I had a totally good time. I made like 30, 3,500 bucks, stayed with them, had nice weather, it was fun, you know, uh, made that money. And then five months later, my mom was uh, 
diagnosed terminally uh, ill with cancer. There you go. It sounds like and, a goddamn Grey's Anatomy episode. So she, so she died, and she died a year, like uh, seven months after. Howie the Mandel and Denzel treated her. You know, like insane <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I think we have the music for that, right? No. Insane elsewhere rivaled Hill Street Blues in my eyes. I got this thing. You know, it was. Very- We're telling death stories. So, uh, what about uh, this one? Oh, that's like we're about to fucking do some fucking opium. No, I think, no, this is like I'm crying. Oh, God, my life is so difficult. This is what a jazz musician hears nodding off in a club right here. It's like slowly. Yeah. (laughs) Drool is just starting to come out. Yeah. Miles Davis has fever dreams, and this is just the background. (laughs) And it's just images like flashing by, you know? Oh, man. God, that, yeah, yeah. no. So I was, uh, what was I going off on again? I was talking Your about Your mom getting mom, oh, diagnosed yeah. with cancer. Real yeah, fun stuff. Yeah. And then, <laughs> but I sold beers at spring training. So that month when we hung out, it, it was a really, it was a good experience. Like we got along well. And it was just, I don't know. I, I was at peace with the relationship, which is an important thing. It made the grieving process of my mom's passing. So the point is following my, I don't want to say passion, but following, you know, something I just wanted to do, you know. Wanted to have fun, to, and I enjoyed it. You know, good things happen as a result of that. Do what you want to do, people. That's it. If there's one message in our podcast, <laughs> do what you want to do. Yeah, but be do smart what you're about good. It. Yeah, do what you're good at. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta be. Uh, you have to be uh, strategic. Great line right you know? here. And totally redeem yourself. Oh yeah. Okay. Let's go, buddy. This has the most 90s soundtrack of all oh, it time. Is. After, it's uh, like it's a soundtrack where like they couldn't get any famous band, but like let's get someone that sounds like the Gin Blossoms. Let's get someone that sounds, sounds like, like Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Isn't that incredible? I mean, they couldn't give the Fairly Brothers got juice after this though. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. This was a hit. Well, this was when, this was when uh, uh, I mean, Carrie had truly broken through. Uh, well, this. this mask and Ace Ventura all came out the same year. It's correct. I mean, that is a uh, yeah. You you've had some hits. You know what I mean? Like that's you've three, uh, that's a career's worth of movies yeah, in one year. He yeah. could have never worked again. Yeah, absolutely. And then went on to uh, then I did, like his career. And then he did the greatest movie ever, The Majestic. So <laughs> exactly. My so, stepdad loved that shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That spoke about what kind of guy he was. <laughs> he liked The Majestic. The Majestic and the, and the the fucking Barry Pepper movie sixty one. Oh, HBO movie. Oh, he had it on I, DVD. You know, when ESPN, I remember watching, this is pre-30 for 30, when they had those ESPN films, I remember kind of being into them, but being like, I don't know about this. They had like, you know, the, the season on the brink, you know, it was a Brian Dennehy playing uh, playing Bobby Knight, the deceased. Then they'd have like the Junction Boys, where it was uh, Tom Berenger playing, uh, you know, Bear Bryant and, you know, putting his kids through hell in 1952, the coaching Texas. And, like, you're making a movie about this? They also had a Dale Earnhardt movie, you know, three, you know, which was very redneck. But 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 uh, J C Simmons was it was uh was Barry Pepper's uh, father. Barry Pepper played a uh, Dale Dale Earnhardt. 
So they had a decent actor playing Dale Earnhardt. Yeah, Barry Pepper's not bad. I don't I'm not I'm not down yeah. on Pepper. I just don't like anything that Billy Crystal <laughs> produces about oh. baseball. The last thing anyone wants to hear at this point is Billy Crystal say anything about baseball anymore. I haven't said this in a couple weeks, Keith. I'm gonna say this right now. I move up a notch? Yes, you moved up a He's notch. He's the worst. <laughs> you, he was on Colbert the other day. Uh, let me see if I can pull up that interview. Uh, I, let's well, let's, well, let's was he all weird and smug and shit or what? Well, he wasn't funny. Uh, yeah. He just would like laugh at everything Colbert said, which is fine. He's funny, but like yeah. he was answering serious questions. He asked him what the f- what's the most fearsome animal? Spitting cobra. <laughs> what, what, yeah, that's uh yeah, yeah, Crystal. I never yeah, Billy Crystal. It, if you were a Billy Crystal fan as a you know, a comedian, I don't know. Oh my god, I, it's right here. I, I I didn't I don't know. I He wasn't terrible. Crystal wasn't terrible. No, and I think you know? I've, I've never seen his full stand-up, but like from it's just stories about when he was like, I was a Jewish boy. And he was such a New York... And my York- father would come in and be like, son, <laughs> you're a Jewish boy. <laughs> yeah, it was always these weird ham-handed... Fascinating people, but it's hard to fully explore a guest's psyche in just 10 minutes over Zoom, which is why we here at The Late Show created something called the Colbert... The Colbert questionnaire. He's going to take the Colbert questionnaire. This show rejected my packet, by the way. <laughs> Lovely to have you here. Always I wrote a hard-hitting bit about... You did, man? You- uh, wrote a hard-hitting opening segment that Stephen could have done about the renaming of the Washington football team. It was funny. It was hard-hitting. Good for you, man. And they rejected Enjoy, it. As I've said before, like a vacation Look how fucking wild you, he looks. But God, he is old. One of the problems with these uh, jobs is that you get to meet a lot of people, but it's hard to plumb the depths, plunge into soul, reveal the soul of the person you're talking to. But I have come up with a foolproof questionnaire that I've been kept. <laughs> these questions have been kept in a mayonnaise jar. <laughs> like at this point, jar. he should be saying something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Billy Crystal. Should. He should be talking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, maybe it's the Zoom thing. Maybe Zoom is throwing him off. <laughs> I'm not used to this technology. You know, I'm just here we go. Here from we go. Brooklyn. Peanut butter and jelly white bread. Okay. What? Classy. I like it. What? What, what, what was the question? Best sandwich: peanut butter and jelly white bread. Throw out. I don't like peanut butter and jelly. Mm. Well, because you're supposed to say something funny. <laughs> my, my, I guess my my bell bottoms. <laughs> he does say one funny line. Do you literally? Yeah, well, I, I, I I keep a lot of stuff. What's the scariest animal? Uh, the spitting cobra. <laughs> See, this is the thing <laughs> about timing. that. Here's the thing about that. The first three questions he answered very seriously. Yeah. And then I think he caught on that like, oh, yeah, this is like supposed to be funny. He's not really <laughs> asking me questions. So when the scariest animal came up, you hear him go, oh, because he's like, oh, I got to come up with a joke now. Yeah. Yeah. And you could tell he's really he, he had spitting cobra. Yeah. And he came up with nothing. Look at. Oh, what the fuck? What happened? Good talk, talk. No. <laughs> do you hear it? I, no, no, no. I heard it a faint. I heard it faintly. Why did it go yeah. out on the fucking thing? Yeah, no, this is... Uh, I did not... I didn't know... He, yeah, this wasn't talked about. There wasn't buzz about his performance on, uh, <laughs> on Colbert, you know? So, which is... Maybe, maybe that's a good thing, you know? So... But I mean, he had a Mr. Saturday Night where he plays like a, I'm a small time actor and here's my opportunity to be a leading man. What? Yeah, an aging that, actor. Isn't that one of the first movies where it's like about stand up? 
Mr. Saturday Night? Any kind of snake. We had no. a rattlesnake here um, not long ago in the front yard. And that was oh, he lives cool. in L.A., doesn't he? Crystal so, lives yeah. in L.A. Betty Cobra, apples or oranges? No, oh, apples. Of course. You can put peanut butter on a slice of apple. Yeah, but I, yeah. <laughs> he laid him out the callback. That was a callback to the PB&J. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Really? Which so, is- which is what you're supposed to do. He's so out of tune. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you could maybe blame quarantine because he's probably just been sitting in this fucking room watching fucking old Babe Ruth clips. Yep, sitting in his multi-million dollar man. Another thing, again, the worst thing about Crystal, the worst thing about Crystal, he and Bob Costas, when they get that glint in their eye, when they talk about Mickey fucking Mantle, it really, really bothers me. Didn't Mickey Mantle, like, abuse every wife he had and shit? Well, no, Mickey, no, one thing Mickey Mantle abused was his liver well, no, that was a thing he I abused know that, but you can't <laughs> no I, I don't i don't think i think he was just a drunk hate I, I, him for that. Know, I, I don't think he knocked his uh, wife around that's good but but he was still a drunk i mean he that's was, probably why dudes that don't quit alcohol those are your nice guys because they that's when they're like why i'm so, i don't do anything wrong like just let me fucking yeah yeah my dad was always that even though my dad was kind of a dick when he gets super drunk but yeah. uh, in general he was like a gentle guy yeah so he would always be like why are you guys tripping out like just let me be an asshole for nine hours let me fall asleep and then i'll apologize in the morning (laughs) that would be his like his defense or whatever when he would be challenged but we would always say like if this is if you know this is how you get such a 70s dad it's great well i would always say like you acknowledge that this is how you get when you drink like you know this is how you get so why do you do it yeah. yeah. Like it'd be one thing if you blacked out and yeah. was like, oh, I, it's like a multiple personality. Yeah, but yeah. like you tell people <laughs> that when I drink hard liquor, I'm an asshole. <laughs> and then you'll go buy a bottle of fucking Goldschlager. It, it is such a rationalization of being a drunk is what it is. You know, you know what I mean? It, it's just like, hey, I'm telling people I'm a jerk, you know, so I, yeah. I, I can alleviate my guilty <clears throat> conscience over getting hammered. You know, it's a it's a weird way of rationalization. Well, I but, his, but I, I hear the logic. And I think his p- logic was like, well, I'm letting you know. So if you see that I'm doing this, just leave me alone. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm giving you fair warning. Yep. I think he thought we were like, you know, if you like we were saying like, you know, this is how you get. So why do you do it? He's like, you know, this is how I get. So why do you get mad when it happens? You're not taking responsibility for your actions. <laughs> you're doing it. You know what I mean? You you're being exactly. You're well, not, now you I, sound like me at eight years old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not taking responsibility, you know, but then I turned like, <laughs> but then I started partying myself. So then I started being like, ah, it's whatever. <laughs> We didn't piss you off as much. It's whatever. Then we started arguing about like, I remember we got into a fall down argument about who was in first place in the NL East (laughs) or or, or no, in the, in the, who had the best record in the national league. It was early two thousands because I said it was the giants and he said it was the Braves or no, him and my uncle were arguing. Yeah. And at the time I was, I was just sitting in the basement and they were screaming at each other. And my dad comes downstairs like, I know I'm a fucking asshole. <laughs> and then I I went upstairs and I was like, you're both wrong. Right now, the Mets have the best record in the National League. <laughs> we're like, what are you talking about? Did, 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 yeah. Did they go after you? No, but I just remember being like, both of you are dumb. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. Like, and you're both wrong. I, th- I, think, I, think that's what Alicia, I think that's what Alicia thinks when we're... <laughs> When we're doing our show, like both of you guys are, I got into it at at work. (laughs) I got, I got, you know. Oh, oh, yeah. I want to hear this, Keith. Good story. Oh, dude, excited. 
so i'm gonna put on falling down while i tell this story oh yeah I, um this is the only decent joel shoemaker movie joel, or as i yeah. call him joel shitmaker that subtle joke of a joel shitmaker see but his movies they're just not deep or like you know they're they're not horribly made like i wouldn't say he's a bad director yeah it's just he makes cheap campy like blockbuster he's like the michael bay of his era yeah 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 i think this is probably his i think i would say it's his best uh his best movie i remember i saw this also with dumb and dumber i saw this at, i saw a bunch of movies at webster place a lot of 90s cinema he really wants this diet coke this is a great so okay so i work at a restaurant in los angeles and the place I work gets the most COVID, the most, co- not COVID, maybe not COVID deniers, but the people that have a problem with the restrictions the most. That we yeah. get so many people being like, this is ridiculous. This is wrong. They'll pull up their phone and be like, this is what this says. And your table says different. And they're just, they freak out all the time. Yeah. So this guy comes in and he grabs a paper, a, a paper towels off the roll, which you're not supposed to do. Yeah. They're not supposed to touch anything in the restaurant. Yeah. I have to get it for him. Yeah. But I was on my break, so I let him do it because I it was raining. So I'm just yeah. like, oh, it's raining. Like, yeah, I'm not going to be a dick about this. I'm just going to fucking let him yeah. do his thing. Yeah. So the next time I look up, I see that he's moved a table because the one table was in the rain. So he moved it out of the rain and was drying it off. So I yeah. told the cashier, I go, he can't do that. Like, if none of you guys told him he could do that, you have to go tell him that he has to move it back. Yeah. So he got pissed off because he at that point they were like done. They was moved. It was dry. They yeah, were sitting down yeah, waiting for yeah, their food. Yeah, they were going to. Yeah, exactly. So she tells him they have to move. And he's just like, he, you could I can hear him say, well, I want my money back. I can read his lips. Yeah. So and that's fine. We'll yeah. give a refund at the drop of a fucking hat. Yeah. So we start doing that. And then he comes in and he starts talking to customers about like, Ugh, oh, like I'm pissed off thing? now. Yeah. I'm pissed off now. That's not cool. And he comes in and he was like, you guys saw me. Like he basically was saying that we saw him do it and we waited until he was done to go fucking. Yeah. Yeah. Which isn't the case, but we're still like, we're, we're, as he's doing this, we're processing his refund. He's winning. Yeah. Yeah. You're winning. Yeah. This I'm building up like this. This yes, is how exactly. it's building up towards. <laughs> Got some racism against exactly. Asians yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, uh, yeah. So, <clears throat> so at this point, I'm not even involved. I'm off getting off my break. I had just got done eating. Yeah. And while the cashier was getting the manager, I like to walk up and just like casually talk and like yeah. almost commiserate with them and just be like, yeah, man, I know it's fucked up, but like, this is what we have to do. Yeah. So I walk over to him and I go, yeah, man, the only reason we even had to say anything is because the mall makes us have the tables eight feet apart. Yeah. And then his buddy that was with him goes, well, this says six feet. So you're full of shit. And I go, well, that's just for the people. I go, yeah. tables have to be eight feet apart because yeah. if you have more than two people, you have to give room for like yes. bodies around it. And you could see he acknowledge it and he didn't say anything. And then his friend goes, but you saw me come in here and grab the paper towels. And I go, yeah, I thought you were like, wiping your hands yeah and that's when i started amping up because i go i go you do more than one thing with paper towels man yeah Yeah. and then my manager came over and like put his arm up and then the dude took a step towards me oh really and i like inched back and i go you go fuck yourself dude (laughs) and then he pushed me back in the kitchen yeah and i guess the what the white fat porky pig looking motherfucker that was with him the dude i told him to go fuck himself yeah you know he might have been Armenian or Italian. Yeah. I yeah, don't know. I wasn't yeah. thinking about race. But so now they're they're trying to say I violated their civil rights. Uh, 
trade, and, and you know what was funny? The guy, because I was worried. Here's what's interesting. So I, I told the guy to go fuck himself. It felt so good. Yeah. Because it had been building for a year. Yeah. I get these people at work every day. They come in, they deny COVID. They try yep. and do it like they're being buddies. I remember yeah. one time I had uh. a guy, I was cleaning the table and he just goes, you missed a spot. And I was just like, ha, ha, ha. And then yeah. he just goes, it's all a crock of shit, isn't it? Uh. And I go, uh, people are, I go, no, people are actually dying. Oh, and yeah. then, and then he goes, yeah. And then he sat down. <laughs> so I deal with this shit all day Yeah. <clears throat> uh. and I just finally snapped. Yeah. And I did. But then my manager, who was a, who used to be my friend, because he was like a line cook when I started. But yeah. now he's the manager. Yeah. So then he calls me in. What happened? You can't do that. I'm like, I know I can't do that. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, I was justified. Yeah. Like, yeah. But good for you for having a pair for saying something, you know, and seriously. At, and then all the employees were like, dude, we're on your side. Like we would have <laughs> done the same thing. And then yeah. my manager calls me and basically like the the regional manager. Oh, yeah. She calls and we talk about Marvel movies. Like I, it's good yeah. that I have a good relationship. I have with a rapport. All my coworkers. A rapport. Yep. And I don't act like this. Like it's not like I have outbursts with customers yeah. all the time. Yep. So, and I'm thinking like they're a corporation, they're definitely not going to take my side, but they took my side. And now as of right now, they're trying to work out a way to get this guy to never, because the white dude who I didn't tell to go fuck himself, he's yeah. making a bigger stink about this. <laughs> oh, is he going like a, on social media and stuff? No, it? he's just in a fight with corporate. Like he <sighs> wants me fired oh. and they don't want him to ever come back to the store. Yeah. So they're trying to work out a way to where like, because yeah. the way he led off, he basically wrote to corporate and immediately led with like. Well, you guys don't know how to do your job. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is not the way you go at corporate. Well, I was going to say, yeah. You pretend like you got to be a victim the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Also, butter the knife a little bit, you know? And I think they've involved the word racism. I think they're trying to say I'm a racist. Because oh, the guy, I thought he was white. I thought he was Sicilian at best. <clears throat> he had a little Anthony <laughs> well, again, to his face. At this point, in our, again, at this point in our po post-truth world, I said this before, why not just bring back white-on-white -white racism? Well, we're at that point we where we gotta nothing go back, get matters. Get back to some more you know? rage. You know, get, get, <laughs> you know, no one trusts the French, you know? It's just like, uh, you know, you know the Polacks are wanna, dumb. I'll tell you, you this know? for the listeners. Yeah. <clears throat> getting to tell someone to go fuck themselves and not getting fired for it is the best feeling yeah ever you feel you feel empowered you know also i just gotta say this for anybody listening that knows me yeah if you are hardcore like that about like when if you're like that about like covid rules yeah or covid in general don't tell me because i will never speak to you again <laughs> <laughs> it's i let people i give passes so yeah. much like yeah I know people that regularly say the N word yeah. like yeah. <laughs> I let a lot of things slide. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. denial of science. Yeah. Is one thing I can't let go. Yeah. I can't have that stupidity in my life. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, and it's uh, and it's so real. I mean, I do in my in my driving in my travels with Lyft. I've had guys. This guy was a baggage handler at LAX. I picked him up. And what I've noticed about this too, it's interesting, but he came in and I was like, yeah, you know, I always have a thing I say, so feel free to crack the window if you want to, if you don't want to, no problem. 
you know, and then I just say, uh, and then I, I always say, well, you know, I've been tested for uh, nine times. I've been negative every time. So you know, I've been doing this. Since, and I, I just <clears throat> tell it to him. I just say, hey, listen. Or you know, if you're going to deny science in front of me, you can't counter it with a conspiracy theory. Oh, because oh, everybody who doesn't believe in science, they only believe in conspiracy. Theories. Well, I know. Yeah, it's because they can't conceptualize the fucking world. Their, their critical thinking skills are limited because our education system is garbage. And then here's also garbage. something That's the I'm reason done with. why. But anything and the whole argument of shooting down anything from a major publication i'm done with that because i have arguments with friends where they'll say something and i'll be like oh actually i read something that says different and he'll be like let me get the article and i'll send it to him and he'll be like lol the new york times oh i know yeah exactly <laughs> yeah like, there, oh, there's no history of good oh, journalism <laughs> the biggest newspaper in the world <laughs> i know oh we'll just dismiss it's incredible the smear campaign it's really worked in a lot of ways i mean it really has you know what they've been able to sort of like delegitimize and undermine it's very insidious very insidious but but uh powerful. yeah it leads to people being a dick at at, at fucking mall food court exactly, restaurants exactly and like it's weird like sense of it and then it threatens my position and, and it's oh well it, it, what what frustrates me about that too is well, we gotta God. go karen yeah exactly. <laughs> you know what's weird though is how it's how the and adrenaline rushes off because i tell this guy to go fuck himself i'm feeling real alive yeah at that point and i'm still i was willing to get fired for this yeah. like i have enough split second judgment to where like i could have told people to go fuck themselves the whole two years i've worked at this place yeah. like yeah i got enough control of that so yeah. i chose to say this yeah i made a choice yeah yeah and well i went in the back and i just started washing dishes immediately which also shows what a good fucking employee i am yeah. because i yeah. told the customer to go fuck himself and to cool off i went in back and worked yeah yeah exactly uh, exactly i fucking crushed a big pile of dishes while i was <laughs> fuming about this overhead spigot <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude i tell you what that, that's always the gear of a restaurant i was a dishwasher for a while that, that that's a sweaty job you're working as a dishwasher you're lifting stuff like yeah. i feel like that, that that's like the engine room of a ship and then the, the you know? actual dishwasher that was on call comes back and goes crazy people man <laughs> oh really I, I, he, and then oh, one other dude spread the rumor and spread then one, and, oh yeah. i did it in front of everybody yeah, like i yeah. screamed he was at the cash register like this yeah. was very public if there were customers in the restaurant like <laughs> it would have been like this would have been a thing dude like yeah. i screamed it's if you weren't looking you would have thought we were about to fist fight yeah like i yeah. lost it <laughs> i and and <laughs> I'm not laughing at you. It's hilarious. Dude, okay? check it's this real, out. Because it's Two real. days before that, everyone's I it. saw a lady walking around in the mall with a fucking swastika embroidered on the back of her purse. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like it's, designer. It, it wasn't like she pinned it. Like she bought a purse with a swastika on it. Yeah. A designer purse. Yeah. It's. Yeah. And it was not not a swastika. Yeah. You don't see that combo of red, black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. You know what it is immediately. Want to know why? Because it's banned. That's the reason why I even said it's I was like, illegal. I was going to chase her down. And but I was going to be like, no, if the mall sees her, they'll surely kick her out of the mall. <laughs> Because I almost wanted to chase her down and be like, you know, you can go to jail for your purse right now, yeah. right? Like you're committing a crime with your accessories. Don't, when I hear stuff like that, and that's appropriate for this scene, by the way, of uh, falling down. Uh, you, know, you know what's uh, interesting? I really do think that there's a coordinated effort. And maybe I'm being conspiratorial on the left. Of like, okay, you're going to earn your stripes. You're going to go out and wear a MAGA hat and walk down the streets of uh, West Hollywood. Just and, and just just stick sticking a needle in the eye. Just stick a needle in the eye, and just you got to deal with what, what's going to come at you. It's a way of earning. If you know all these like right wing thinkers, you know all these they, they all earn their stripes. They have to get arrested once or twice in their uh, 
in their kind of career to actually have credibility amongst all the right wing pricks that come together. Like Roger Stone, I'm sure, has been arrested. Well, he obviously was in jail. Like all these people, but it's like a badge of honor for them. You know, it's, it's a, a badge. It's a, it, it, like that was it, your Chicago coming it's, yeah, out yeah, right there. It, it, it's, it's a badge of honor. <laughs> but it, it's like a bonding thing because they're assholes. So there's something I think insidious about that. Do you think I'm, am I being no, too conspiratorial? You got, no, no, no. Okay, That's a good conspiracy. You know, of just like, and just Any see what happens. Conspiracy that debunks fascists is good. <laughs> you're, you're biased. Yeah. <laughs> well, did you know birds aren't real? Oh, is, is, that a, is it the next one? Is it the yeah. latest one? Birds yeah. aren't real. They they went extinct with the dinosaurs. Jesus and Christ. then they just reincorporated birds back into society, but they're cameras. They're yeah. set. They're like drones. Yeah. Jeez. Specifically pigeons. But it's, it's gone deeper. First it was pigeons. And now people are like, scratch that all birds. Uh, the mental illness, the mental illness. Some is of these people are pronounced. like, it's pretty heads re- of corporations. Oh yeah. These are people where you would say, oh, they're intelligent. Uh, Usually the guy who was into conspiracies was like the dude who lived in the back room of his family's house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he was family in the of corner. 13, four out of six of them have problems. Yeah. <laughs> Like a truly dysfunctional oh, large yeah. family, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, it also shows how unhealthy people are. It really does, I mean, and it doesn't matter that, that that myth, that illusion of well, you're rich and you you somehow are intelligent. We should listen to you and follow you. It's like no, they're fucked up like everyone well, else. That's they're why driven I by think their demons, probably more so. In the know? 80s and 90s, people who thought like that wouldn't be in society because those the types of jobs that were out, you had to be out with people. And you, you worked on a construction site. If you had any sort of mental shit that like. Yeah, it got figured that, out in a hurry. Or just you people were yeah. like, this guy's a problem. You're fired. Yeah. yeah. Which isn't good. I'm saying like. Yeah. But now I think with the advent of like having digital, we're like data entry jobs where you're just yep. sitting in front of a computer all day and you're not necessarily interacting with coworkers. Yeah, exactly. I think I, what I'm saying is, is I think the technological era allowed some crazy people into the workforce. Yeah. Un, like undetected. Yeah. And that's also, we, there should have been systems in place to catch these people, yeah. i.e. mental health facilities yeah, yeah. that didn't exist. And then now these people are data entry people. Yeah. And then now they're like high level fucking <laughs> Yeah, yeah, high level executives, yeah, yeah. yeah, managers and executives, and, and stuff, they're QAnoners yeah. because they yeah. have fucking mental problems that allow them to believe these fucking fantastical I, it, ideas. It, it, and it I'm is. not talking about depression and shit. I'm talking yeah, about yeah. like, like mental problems that allow you to believe shit. Yeah, like yeah, this. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, there's something is some need is being met by by yeah. behaving this way or believing is in. He that about to fuck him in the ass. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is where this is where he kills. Does he the, put that gun in his butt. Uh, it, it is the. Uh, I think it's actually okay. Well, scene. this is where you got to flip him because the whole movie he's like just like terrorizing society over well, a diet coke. Yeah. And, so and now then, you got to you actually have to make him a hero at some point. Well, th- because this but well, this is an important scene because this is the first guy he kills. Yeah. So he, yeah, he actually offs the guy. I didn't here. kill the guy though. You just know? told him to go fuck himself. <laughs> yeah, man. So what no, was that? It, it, it was that um, was the segment. <laughs> It's the falling down segment. That's good. Exactly. See how we're finding good. the feet. Yeah, no. So you, uh, I'm trying to think with me and with work, and I, I don't think. I, oh no. So that's that I was going to. You never lost it on it when you were like. So when you were doing the housing thing where you had to find racists, you never wanted to be like you fucking piece of shit. Uh, you know, actually, what I usually felt was uh, we got gotcha. you. 
we got you. Oh, yeah, because you were, were gonna... you were the hammer of justice. Yeah, exactly. I, I was a. Did I was... you ever catch a racist and then nothing happened to him? No, man. We we always we had a twenty five uh, trial wins a winning streak. We won twenty five straight trials. You know, so I was in a bunch of trials. For those who don't know, my first job out of undergrad was a uh, I was a fair housing tester. I, I ran the uh, fair housing testing program of uh, the oldest civil rights or, or uh, a fair housing agency in the country, founded by Martin Luther King in nineteen sixty six. And I ran their fair housing <clears throat> testing program. I would get complaints of housing discrimination. Then I would assume a fake identity and go out and try to rent the same place. Or in blackface. In early 90s. <laughs> Al Jolson. Yeah. No, I, I would go out and uh, and people loved it when I showed up. But they would always, you know, inevitably the, the, the way you're discriminated against is, oh, the place has been rented. And then when I would show up, they'd always say, yeah, the place is here. And I would get an application. Dude, I just you know? can see you 30 pounds lighter. <laughs> Semi mullet, ratty mustache. <laughs> I did not have a rat. I never. I had a semi mullet, but, but the <laughs> but the mustache. I always thought. But that I was can just preposterous. see you successful catch bopping around fucking State Street, <laughs> fucking your tails feathering a little bit in the background. <laughs> About to go eat at Ed DeBevix by the fucking by the crew a meal. <laughs> no, but I would. That go, was my- go see Darren Bodecker who's working there. <laughs> And Steve O'Harvey. Yeah. But no, Steve O'Harvey worked there for like 47 years. Oh, absolutely, years. man. I think he ran a crew, like a singing crew. Like he'd come out and like sing the <laughs> Rest song. Rest in peace, you know? Steve O'Harvey. Absolutely. By the way. Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. Steve Before O'Harvey. my time, but he was those, he was one of those comics where when you started doing stand up in Chicago, you learned about Steve O'Harvey. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He yeah. just told, oh, you don't know who this guy is? <laughs> All those conversations. And then you, you Dwayne, Steve O'Harvey, and then like fucking. Who was the fucking uh, Paul Sigworth? Oh yeah, was the one Weird. I heard about that. Wow, was like the like the you gotta you should uh, you gotta see these guys. You should have <laughs> seen these guys. Oh, I know. When you first get into comedy, it's like this new world has opened up, you know. But but yeah, no, I uh, I did that. I took those fake identities on, and uh, I, I never felt like oh. Uh, I was shocked a few times. Do you have to get brazen. clearance to do that? Is that not no, to no, like, no, do you no. have to get like, you got to get an ID made and everything? No, no, no. It, it was just, it was a very simple process. We would train testers. We had a pool of testers. It's typically what we did was what we call the Oreo test. It's called the, Ooh. so what it was is we, we had the, Ooh. we had the black person's experience. Then I would go out and then we have another black person go out. We called it the Oreo test. And that one was a killer because it would be like, oh, place is rented. Oh, it's available. Oh, place is rented. And it would be like within 15 minutes of each other. So they had no excuse. You it's know? not called the Oreo test in your pilot, is it? Of course it is. Oh, they're yes. going to cut that. That will get cut. Uh, it, I'm it, just letting you know right now. You're going to have to rename that test. You might as well do it right now it, it, it's uh, it's grounded in the 90s that's the time it takes place you can't do that anymore you though. know it, it's you got to ground it in the right side of history well of course it's in the right side of history i know i'm just kidding i mean the, the, yeah we, we, it was an oreo test we're busting bigots by doing that you know it's a black a black person's experience a white person a black person's experience black people said it too at the organization and we went out and then we busted people we didn't cancel them and call it activism you but see what was, we actually was that did an something. acronym for like o-r-e-a that it like stand for something or no did, no it, it just meant white the, and the black. cookie yeah, yeah. White, white and black test mulatto you know? so that's what we would do so we, we, we would send that out and, and it was uh, that's great you know yeah yeah it, the it, 90s it, ruled so we had that and it was uh i, I never t- told someone <clears throat> to fuck off i tell you what when i worked at the city 
the city of Chicago, I started getting very brazen. I, I would say, that's a bunch of, I'd swear people a lot on the phone. And that was a part of business. It's a Midwest thing, dude. You know, I, which you're I You're in of, when, the first time you call someone a jag off. Yeah. <laughs> you're well, from Illinois now. I mean, I'm around the phone. I, I mean, because if I didn't do that, dude, I'm working on these developments with these, these, these asshole developers who just will run roughshod on you. They will just pound on you unless you have, have a spine. So they, my business balls dropped. And I had a few times like, that's that's a bunch of shit. You haven't fucking sent that in. I've been asking for it for two fucking weeks. You know, like, I mean, doing, you know, going off on fuck bombs, which I thought, you know, fuck bombs. You know, I, I felt like I was, uh, I grew a pair, but, uh, but, you know, so we'll, uh, we'll see. We'll see how the, how the, how the Oreo test line goes. So <laughs> I figured it'd lead us into the second half here. The other big thing that I, we should get in, we're getting into the at nauseum topics this week. And I think the yeah. only one was the, oh, here we go. It was the Oprah interview. Yeah, I'll be dead honest um, with you. I'm I, only, I, I want to, we're going to go in a couple different directions because sure. this had me thinking about other stuff. Like we can have like, this had me thinking about the Jackson interview and the Martin Bashir Diana interview. Yeah. Because those kind of started this thing <laughs> of like the, we're going to get the scoop. It, it, Entertainment it's... has like actual sources of like law enforcement and like reporting couldn't solve this. Don't worry. Geraldo Rivera has your back. Oh man, this yeah, it's sensationalized. Plus, it's Oprah who's she's evolved into just a, a a bright beam of light. Are they in L.A.? They had to go to Oprah's. They were there was part of it. They were they Oprah followed them around, but this whole thing is. And later, Harry joins us. What was the tipping? That's point? my favorite. See how they're holding hands. That's oh they didn't but uh, they're like the millennial <laughs> royals right is that what they are the yes. handholds see how they're sitting holding hands together that yeah. is I guarantee you they told them to do that yeah yeah absolutely and it's hold hands angle your knees in towards each other yes to show your connection here's you know? where I like later the top the us. tone what like what did they talk about is fine to me like I I wasn't shocked that British people are racist by the way <laughs> dude. Everyone's racist, okay? And England, England, my God! Some of those educated people I I'm know. Going, I I went you know. a different way immediately. I think we need to disband the crown, <laughs> evaporate the whole thing, disband the crown, and give the money to the country. They shouldn't be certainly no more tax money. So that was my take on this. Yes, they're racist. Yes, it's bad. But like, they shouldn't have their titles because royalty shouldn't exist. <laughs> so that's why your son shouldn't have titles because none of you should have titles yeah it's you know that that's the way it, i mean i wonder how i mean what they're it must be real estate where they actually have a lot of their money because i'm sure they own a large portion of the country still so and oprah like, was so like can i touch the baby can i oh, gucci give me a, I, I i have such can i say mm, gucci goo can i put my mouth to your belly and say gucci goo i want your baby to know who the fuck i am <laughs> Can I be your god? Can I be the, the your baby's godmother? It's not a question, Megan. Yeah, no, you're here in it's my a fucking command. house. Yeah. I'm gonna eat your placenta if you don't answer my fucking questions. God, she's uh, she just turns quick. There's something about there's something about Oprah's. They didn't. Uh, they showed her from the from the chest up because she's just squid tentacles from the fucking waist down. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that would work with her hairstyle, I think, a little bit. But 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 the thing about Oprah, it, it just what she represents, I don't know. 
I have very ambivalent feelings about her. Well, let's go. I, I think she's trying to do like in her own way. She's trying to do like the right thing in a certain way. But she's oh no, so, I'm not. I'm not anti Oprah so, in this. I'm just trying to find. I just they're oh I, fuck, I it's unavailable. Feelings. Wow. I, I just have mixed mixed feelings about her sometimes. You know, there's a certain self serving quality to her and. Look at 90s Oprah. God. This is 1993. She's been doing this. See, this is back when she was going. Wow. Now she went to the Neverland Valley Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. There's no way now. She's staying on her compound. Hello. She asked Michael if he's a virgin in this. This is pre-Diana. For some reason, I thought the Diana one was after, was before this. Wait, uh, Princess Diana? Yeah. When oh, Martin oh, Bashir no. interviewed Diana. No, that, 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 that was a little bit later. Yeah. Yeah. This is... This is this is after his first accusation of uh, child molestation, I believe. You'd be a little nervous, but that's great because if you're not nervous, I won't be nervous. <laughs> I just wanted to let the world know that um, God, you, you could tell she didn't know where she stood with celebrities yet. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. In she, the Harry and Meghan interview, she comes in full bore. Like, yeah. I'm, like, get, I'm, I'm getting the information out yeah, of you guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I, and in this know. one, she's very like, you comfortable with like. Like tiptoeing around a little bit. The yeah, yeah. Video of you in the early years. Did that bring back memories for you? <laughs> it made me giggle. Yeah. Because I hadn't seen. Boy, I just two words in, you know, that guy did old kids. Of course just he did. Two words in, not I, even a full sentence. As much as COVID deniers bother me, I was, I was telling that story. I picked up a guy who was like, I was telling him about, oh, yeah, I've been tested negative nine times. He's like, yeah, it's a hoax. I was just like, I, I just like, okay. You know what I've noticed? There's ignorance. It doesn't matter if you're a white person or a black person or a Latin person or an Asian person. There are deniers across all the races and all the people. There's an ignorance amongst a lot of people. And it's very uh, uh, saddening to me, but, uh, but, but a fact nonetheless. It is a more intellectual breakdown of uh, what every rap rock metal song was about. <laughs> Basically right there. Exactly. <laughs> Pawning it just, off as if it was just, deep and original. You just described a corn song. <laughs> so, <laughs> I look at those tapes of you, and heaven knows that putting this together, I think I've seen every piece of video ever done. Yeah, this was a big you. deal. I mean, and this was. She wasn't hot yet. Even though Oprah's annoying, she's hotter now. Well, they, yeah, they, they, the lighting's better, the hair is better, you know? This is. Uh, God, man. Were you time. as happy off stage as you appeared to be on stage? Well, on stage for me was home. Mm -hmm. I was most comfortable. It's insane that he's dead. It is insane yeah, that he's dead. Yeah, yeah. He, uh, I think he had psychological issues that none of us can even really diagnose. They were just so unique to him and just the insanity of the level of fame that he had and what you're I mean what you're overcompensating for and it just it's pretty crazy, you know. The Princess of Wales. The Princess of Wales. Now Martin Bashir is a little more predatorial. Like I hear he fucking like squeezed his way into the royal family and like promised not to do things. Like he straight up all the questions he asked, I think he reassured them like don't worry, I'm not going to stir the pot. Yeah. And then he straight up went in and like Talk about your mental health. That's one thing I've noticed from uh, from this interview, from the Harry and Meghan yeah. one. The British people are non-believers in mental illness. <laughs> I think it's that post-World War II shit of like, just stuff it, just whatever, become stone. Stiff lip. Just yeah. become stone and don't have emotion about it. Repressed, that's what you're supposed just to do. Just stand in your yard and kill, <laughs> kill prostitutes. 
<laughs> yeah. Just kill prostitutes. Listen, America is similar to England. It comes from that. It's got the same insanity. There, there's that streak in this country. Like, you're wearing a mask because you're weak. Getting sick is weakness. Did you see fucking Pierce Morgan get fired on air? Oh, yeah. Or quit on air? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 wa- I watched that clip. I saw it once, but yeah, I saw it. That was great. Yeah, you left. So I want to I hear the question. Yes, I but... Although I was daunted at the problem, I think you have to. Boy, she's got an eating disorder. She's she's too gaunt. At, at her age, there, she's too gaunt. She's thirty six, thirty seven. She could have a little more weight. For the pressures that came with marrying into the royal family. At the age of nineteen, you always think you're prepared for everything. And you think you have the knowledge you, you of what's do? coming ahead. Boy, just nothing funny about the British, huh? Even like it's just Monty such Python, a dry, my friend. well that's <laughs> the only funny people in the history of england oh come on man i think there's been a there's been a long history of yeah, our I good know. comedy I know. Obviously. I know but i'm saying like i feel like the culture in general outside of the profession of comedy like th- being humorous just i feel like isn't ingrained in their oh, everyday not at way all. of life not at all no, couldn't be that's uh, not, uh, no 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 we save that for fucking could, couldn't be further from the truth man from that uh, usually, the, yes from that young man with the fez who died on that tv show that's no, no. the only comedian uh, no it is when you go anywhere in that country you're dealing with a toll booth person a person at a football match a, at a bar, anything everyone always has a line everyone always has a line you know when you're when you're when you're opening a door like this people have a line they'll have a funny line for you you know so i uh you know that's part of their thing, you know? Yeah, but it's just but, the but accent. It's a, but, but They're not it, saying it's a very, He's just like, everybody's got a funny line. They're just being like, hello. <laughs> it's hilarious. Say it again. Say good, it again. Good, hello. Good day. <laughs> I'm just saying hello, you cunt. <laughs> yeah. They, God, they love saying the word cunt. There's a oh, yeah. Very that. frivolous with the word cunt. Yeah, definitely. But, but. Quietly. And it didn't. And then when we were married. They said it would go quietly and it didn't. And then it started to focus. It's so weird how Ooh. they're just like, that's insane how the royal family is. The controversial part of this is she just goes, yes, I'm quite depressed. And then yeah. that was it. Stop the fucking presses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, well, she was, listen, her death was a but big dude, deal. I mean, she so, got, the paparazzi killed her ass, But at the man. end of both Crazy these interviews, man. you get the vibe that the royal family kind of wanted Meghan Markle to die like Diana. Like their whole end game it seemed like well they want to quit so let's remove their security. Let's talk shit so the yeah. press gets wind of it. Like let's remove their security so when the press hounds them we'll make their life hell. Like I think they not that they wanted her dead, but I think they were like let's Diana her. Like let's fucking Well, I don't know if it's death, but I'll tell you one thing, it's punishment. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt that it's punishment. Cuz they did the same thing with her. They like they thought they liked that the press hounded her. Like they wanted her to be miserable. I I, I have no idea on that front. That front. I, don't I was know. so Maybe. I remember when she died. Yeah, I'm young enough to where I didn't understand why it was a big deal. Same thing with OJ. Like when the OJ trial was going yeah. on, I didn't grasp how I was just like, why do people care that this dude killed his wife? Like <laughs> people kill their wives all the time because <laughs> he's OJ Simpson. And then even friend. they were like, he used to be in the NFL. And I'm just like, so what? Yeah, a lot of people were. But he was a true. He was a star for a while. Oh, I didn't you know? know. All they had to say was he's one of the greatest football players that ever lived. Yeah, they didn't say that. That's how yeah. racist my family was. They didn't want to give him his athletic credit. <laughs> He's just a guy. He just played football. <laughs> Years later, I was like, oh, you didn't tell me he was like oh, he the was, greatest running back of his era. Yeah. Again, I, I've said this before on the show. There are certain running backs that I don't recall. And, and I, I was I was too young to, to know his greatness and Chuck Foreman's greatness, too. 
Uh, I didn't know, it, but but I was I'm 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 uh, old enough to remember uh, um, uh, Walter Payton being great. Walter Payton, yeah. Tony Dorsett never Earl, murdered Earl anyone. Campbell, Walter Payton, by the way, uh, just his body. Uh, but but it, yeah. it was it was Payton Payton <laughs> murdered uh, his marriage too. Uh, Earl Campbell and Tony Dorsett were the three best running backs when I was a kid, and they were all great in their own way, yeah. and in they their all, own unique way. All couldn't walk by the age of oh, forty two. I, I think Tony Dorsett has like full on Alzheimer's now. Like full yeah, on Alzheimer's, drunk. you know, it's like, wow. And he was a keep when the 77 Cowboys won the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 12, which is the first Super Bowl that I actually have genuine memories of. They beat the Broncos, dominated them, held the Broncos to 138 yards total offense. Still not the lowest. Uh, <laughs> keep going. Still not the lowest total in uh, in uh, Super Bowl history. That, that That's an honor held by the uh, Minnesota Vikings of 1974, who had 119 yards of total offense against the Pittsburgh Steelers, the famed Steel Curtain. Uh, so the, uh, yeah, I remember, and Tony Dorsett was on the 77 Cowboys, and they dominated the Broncos, and he was key. Like, him being on the team and them trading for him, that's the reason why they won the Super Bowl was Tony Dorsett. That's when running back was still kind of a glory position. Now, not like it is now where it's basically just you need three guys to get 500 yards. You the know? 77 Cowboys <laughs> made a living angering young Adam Cautious. I hate the Dallas Cowboys for that oh, reason. Oh, yeah, they stink. I, I, for that reason, I hate them. They, I, I, You know what I did this week, Keith? I'm going to let you know something. I went back and watched NFL films, a game of the week, of the NFC Championship game from 1974. The Rams and Cowboys? Rams and Vikings. Rams and oh, Vikings in 74. I watched the 76 the Steelers. I think they would have mm. finally had the Steelers game. All I can the say. The Rams almost beat the Steelers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Super Bowl 14. I mean, I, that, that was the last of the four Super Bowls for the, for the Steelers. But I, uh, of that run they had. But I watched those two NFL films games. And it was like, I don't know how games of the week. And I was like. The Vikings shouldn't have won either of those games, and they went to the Super Bowl. The 76 oh. season, they, you, you wonder why they won? Here's what they, they blocked a field goal and returned it for a touchdown, that's and what, then they blocked a punt, that's too. When you, that's great, because that, there are some games you look back on, and you can play the, like, oh, man, if they only won that game, like, they yeah. could, if this would have happened. Yeah. But I like the idea that you're you're hung up on, you watch the game, but you're still like, no, they didn't deserve to win this. Yeah, they, they and... and <laughs> Here's what happened. In the 74 championship game, they beat the Rams 14 to 10. And then they lost to the uh, Steelers. They, they lost. That was the third Super Bowl. They, oh, no, no. They lost to the Dolphins that one. I'm sorry. The Dolphins. No, 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 no. It was 74 with Steelers. 73. They, they played the Cowboys in the 73 NFC championship game. I watched that game. The Vikings kicked their ass. They flat out dominated the Cowboys in, in Texas. They dominated. It was great. It was how, really- how distraught would you have been if you could have went back in time and tapped yourself on the shoulder and been like, this victory isn't going to matter in 30 years <laughs> because they're going to lose next week in the Super Bowl every time. Kid. So uh so I was 74 I watched the highlights. 74 here's what happened. The Vikings had a punt where they they held the Rams at the one with their one foot line, you know, for the Rams. The Rams had a 98-yard drive. They had a 98 and so they got down to the one of the Vikings and threw an interception on a tipped ball. On a tipped ball the Vikings picked it off in the end zone. It's like I mean, come the Rams got no points on that. The I think this is the most American thing we were watching two British people talk. And we were like, let's talk football. Enough. <laughs> but but I was watching. We NFL get it. <laughs> you killed her. <laughs> but 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 it was uh, watching those highlights was so it was just fun. It was fun watching. And then I watched a little bit of the 77 championship game. And, and I, I mean, it was domination. The, the Cowboys were a superior for did coach the special teams for the Cowboys. Yeah, that was back when coaches you know? wore tuxedos, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tom Landry Fucking wore his feather hat, fedoras yeah. and, and wore suit and ties going to the office, you know, but it was. Except uh, he wasn't. 
you know, exactly. That's shit where I'm like, enough. <laughs> what are you, Connie Mack? Get out of here. Yeah. Seriously, 1903. So there I was going to the. Going to the Anything no. like, and I love football. Of but course. Like, the military-esque level of how seriously it gets taken oh, yeah. is insane. I know. I don't think I'd be able to be a player where like someone's screaming at you and I, not that I would be insubordinate, but I would just be like, yeah, dude, calm down. Like I'd almost laugh in their face. Like, and then like that whole thing of like when they forced like, oh, drop and that's why I can never do high school. Cause like, oh, oh. go run 25 laps. Oh. I would just be like, no, oh man, man, you can't uh, make me do shit. You fucking, you old fucking failure. Well, we've t- <laughs> we've talked about this before in the show and I have few athletic triumphs, but I've tried out for, uh, I played football for a year. If they wanted to teach high school athletes really like that, that's what I can't get is the like, we're preparing you for the future. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They have no, you're that. not. Yeah. If you wanted to prepare us for the future, you would be teaching us on how to shingle roofs right now. <laughs> because <laughs> that's what we're computers. all going to Because yeah. that's yeah. what we're going to end up doing after this. Yeah. None yeah. of us are going to be professional football players. Stop making us do two-a-day well, practices. Well, again, it, the whole rationalization is it's toughening you up so when you're in tough times, you have the mental toughness to fight through and get, and get your goal done. Your whole like, family was you just up, killed you know? by a gunman. Thank God I played high school football <laughs> and I have the tools to deal with this. <laughs> no, I no, yeah, but, but that, that's what was passed off. And so I was of an era, and I played a lot of organized sports from 79 to 84, 85, organized sports for probably five or six Dude, years. Dude, you probably got a little CTE. So, uh, you know, but but I was, uh, I did not like the yelling. I just could not handle, and I mean, God, I remember some guys just- You mean you weren't a team player? <laughs> but not even getting, other guys getting yelled at, I mean, scared me. You know, and, and then when I got yelled at, I just didn't like it. And some guys, when they got yelled at, they'd play better because they'd play pissed off, you know, and I- I couldn't do that. I'd wilt. I couldn't handle the uh, the ye- the blistering yelling. He'd wilt you know? and not Chamberlain, ladies and gentlemen. You know, I mean, I wouldn't say I'd wilt, but I would just it it made me more defensive. I got more in my head as opposed to just playing. You know, everybody think of a young kid with Adam Croce's adult head on it, <laughs> just dejected because his coach just called him a fucking Nancy. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think. What was the worst thing? Oh, I remember this. Uh, oh, God, I hadn't thought about this in a long time. Babe Ruth baseball. I played. I was 15 years old. And the manager, I was good friends with the, the best player for in the team. For people, for that's like high school level baseball, but not high school. Yeah, exactly. It's, I was 15. Yeah. And so, but all the best baseball players played in yeah. the summer. You know? If you didn't play for the school, you played like, yeah, Babe Ruth. Exactly. Ponies. Exactly. It was called the Ponies. Ponies was I, all in Pony League. Exactly. So it was, it, was, it was a higher level of baseball being played, you know. And, and it was just, uh, uh, I remember I was on second base and uh, the catcher was Tony Engadol, who had a howitzer arm. He had a very strong arm. I love that because that yeah. means he threw 45 miles per hour. No, 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 no. He, he, he this, hit 60 easily. No, no. Th- this catcher had a good arm. He had a good arm. The, the fastest throwing, pit, hard, hardest throwing pitcher in the league threw about in the high 80s. There were like four guys who threw in the 80s, which was like, that was pretty hard. Like this guy's going to you know? play for the Orioles. Jesus Christ. You know, Ronnie Dickerson was a guy. What, what a fucking That is a guy. baseball fucking name. 88 mile an hour fastball. He struck me on three pitches. Uh, but I got, on, I got on base. Eric Gardo, who was a good pitcher. All baseball names i i I milked a walk off him and he it pissed him off so he tried picking me off eric gardo and and whatever that name you just named all names that sound like they would make fun of a kid named adam crocious so i so i'm on first base just by names i see where you fit in and he uh 
He tried picking me off on first base and the ball went off my ass and I got to second base, and but I didn't get to third. And the manager was, uh, was uh, the coach on the, uh, the third base. The man, no, 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 no. I was on second base, but I didn't advance two bases. Oh. And it just pissed off the manager of my team. Said, what the hell is your problem? You should have gotten two bases. He's yelling that. You know, I'm like, but I'm on second base. I advanced. I did advance. So whatever. So the next play is a wild pitch, and I don't go to third base. It's because Tony Engadol was the catcher, and the backstop was like eight feet away. He didn't have to run that far back to get the ball to potentially throw me out. So I didn't go on the first pass ball. And he just, what are you doing? There was a wild pitch the next pitch. So I was like, I got to run. And I was thrown out by five feet. By five feet. He yelled. He yelled at the top of his lungs. What do I have to do? Light a fire under your ass to make you run faster? It was top of his lungs. But he had one of those Zippos, too. He could have fucking one of those cigar lighters. Well, I mean, he was just and he was I mean, it was like veins were popping in his face. There is a moral to this, though, because I don't know if people knew, but Tony Engadol was at the Capitol riot. So (laughs) he stormed the Capitol. T-O-N-Y. I'll never forget this. When the pass ball happened and I looked over and I was running as fast as I could, there was a little board at the base of the the backstop that the ball just hit it and it literally popped right up three feet in the air. He just grabbed it midair and just all in one motion and I was out by a mile. I slid into the tag. The guy could have read a book in the time that I, I mean, I was so far out and he just i mean and, and third base and he's probably six feet away from me top of his lungs yelling top of his lungs yelling so i'm like you know this guy's an ass i, I didn't like that i didn't like that feeling but that was an era of athletics Dude, where you did that you one know, time you really, you'd really choose someone's ass i was a know? good hitter i got to play in ponies when i was like in yeah. fourth grade one time Ooh, it was wow. like a, i got to sub in for the babe ruth Ooh, league good for you man yeah you did yeah and I remember I was doing well and my coach, because I wanted to pitch. When you're in Little League, if you're one of the top overall players, you, you pitch you or pitch. play short. Yep. And my dad had been teaching me how to pitch. And I remember my coach being like, yeah, we'll get you in one game. We'll get you in. Yeah. And I remember the game I was supposed to pitch. My main manager didn't show up, the main coach, and the, the second coach had to fucking coach, and he let his son pitch. Uh, I bo- I booger cried. Like, where those <laughs> boogers. Oh, dude, yeah. I was so upset. And his son got fucking lit up rocked yeah yeah i got lit up he's, he's, he's rocked. yeah yeah <laughs> he got rocked i like that that's a good yeah absolutely dude we lost our first game 32 to 1 oh god little league has some lopsided ass oh scores. yeah absolutely and that's another thing dude mercy rule us dude why are you yeah. letting us play no we, we, we had that We're all develop eating disorders out here dude like what are you doing to us <laughs> yeah i i, I found of all the sports I played, basketball is probably my best sport. I put the most energy into it. And all, I got bitched at a few times. I think I said this one time in the show. I was at the Maryland basketball camp. I was 12 years old. You know, there were professional basketball players or Division One basketball players there. John Lucas. I saw John. Remember John Lucas, former coach John Lucas? Yeah. He was a great player for the Terps. For the Terps. He was a severe drug addict a severe drug addict at that point in his life i'll never forget being 12 years old and he came out to just there was like a a shoot competition we went to five different spots you got points for various shots in the court and they wanted to see if you had a decent shot and he went out there with with coach rizal and there's 200 kids there and he was literally he didn't have a shirt on and he was like twitching sweating like just hey and his jock was riding up his back he couldn't stop himself from moving get off my jock man and, and it was like and I remember coach drizel had to come over and put his hands on his shoulders and be like you got to calm down a little bit john and he was all and then john lucas shot the ball and he threw up like five air balls 
thought you were gonna say he threw up his whole breakfast. No, he threw all fl- over, and, and it was like this guy. This guy is, and he was coked out of his tree as a twelve-year-old. I could tell. Oh, he was coked out. Oh, absolutely, man. What he a was, fun kid. He was. He was told. I mean, I was. You should 12, have become friends with him. But he was. Uh, that was John Lucas, who you know, who coached the Spurs, dead? and and he was a you know NBA coach for a long time. But but did the, he but, die of a heart attack? No, like no, a, he's alive. He's alive. He, well, he got he got sober. Got he, off he the said, dust. His low point. He said he played for the Rockets in 1986, which is the year they went to the championship and lost to the. Uh, 86 uh, Celtics. They were a good team. They had a key Milaje, one of Ralph Sampson before his knees got bad. And we should put the music on. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> well, that was back when if you were seven feet tall, your legs were going to fall off. Exactly. Like, you know, there's, so, there's no hope. So, so with, but John Lucas got cut from that team and he went on a four day bender. And when he came to out of his bender, he didn't have a shirt on and he didn't have, he had someone else's pants on him. was yeah, barefoot. Dude. Walking around some just this rough part of Houston, you know, you're you're, you're not. But he, he sobered up. He sobered up. That's but, a shame. You know, yeah, it's he's a crying so- shame. My that's what it makes me laugh about sports, though, is like the it's boys running around and men who are boys on the inside playing a boys game. Okay. <laughs> but but we also treat them like soldiers. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like indentured, like they're boys playing like boys, but you know, you need to be a hardened soldier to play it. Yeah. Like I like the yeah. two wayness of it. Like, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. The duality. Doesn't make really. sense. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then let them be boys. Don't yell at them when they fucking. Oh, oh, I got, I mean. Let I, Tom Brady throw the fucking Lombardi trophy across a boat. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You old bitch. <laughs> I just, just remember. Your fucking stupid dad welded a trophy. Did you see how mad people got at Tom Brady because he threw the Lombardi party trophy <laughs> he has no respect for it you know yeah no it, it uh yeah fine yeah throw it I, I i i've never experienced it so i have a certain personal bitterness yeah knowing that my team has never hoisted the lombardi okay. despite having very talented players one team wins it so year. so yeah no, yeah it's true but but no uh, my point is i remember getting yelled at at maryland basketball camp we were doing a certain uh, there was like a pick and roll drill that it was more of a coaching thing. I, I didn't know what they were trying to do. I didn't know how to move to rotate. Well, yeah, you were a child. You didn't understand complex basketball. You know, and this is in front of all the kids. It's probably 50 kids around on the court. I think and, we're getting into a defining moment. And, for and, and I fucked up twice. And this coach made me run suicides in front of the entire camp. I, <laughs> <laughs> there I was. Which <laughs> fortunately, Chuck Norris was going to defend me. That's where my mind goes with this music. But I had to run suicides. I had to go from baseline to foul line, uh, baseline to midcourt, baseline to foul line, uh, baseline to baseline in front of everyone. Okay, and I, I did that. I had to run suicides, and I didn't cry. I didn't cry. But I did shit down my leg. But I had, I had that that lip, like the quivering lip, like. Mm. Ah, that's great. <laughs> the quivering lip as a twelve-year-old, dude. You know? to, you're lucky your mom didn't walk in. You would have lost it. Yeah, well, dude, I mean, I had a one time. Me and my best friend were walking home from the town carnival. Yeah, we were there all day. Oh, and I'm all sure of it was sudden, a blast. I'm sure it was, oh, it was a fun the best day. time, dude. Of course, you, man. you hold Cotton hands. Candy. You hold hands with girls, dude. It's a good. Oh time. yeah, absolutely. Listen absolutely. to Limp Biscuit and Eminem songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Destiny's Child, pay the bills was fucking blaring in the, in the out of the beer tent. Ah, oh, it's hilarious. Where all of our parents were being irresponsible. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we're walking home, and you know that when someone swings a car around you to like cut you off. Oh yeah. This happened to us. We were about to cross into the street, and this dude whips his car around and stop. Gets out. You motherfuckers broke my car window. He thought. 
two white boys. My for you, it was back in the era where oh. Gilligan hats were popular. My oh yeah, was wearing yeah, a yeah. Gilligan hat. Yeah, absolutely. A white boy in the new radicals. Was yeah, we were fucking starting a fucking. <laughs> you got band. the music in you. Hey? Yeah. But <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, man. So. He's like a white boy with a hat that looked just like you, which were two undescript white guys. I'm yeah. sure he was right. Yeah. But we were like, dude, we've been at the carnival all day. Like yeah. we can go get, take us to the carnival. We can, we have a well, whole group we of have people. Litany of witnesses. Yeah. That like our parents are there. Like we yeah. can. So this guy's screaming at us. The cops eventually come. One of the wow. neighbors calls the cops. Wow. Because this dude's like about to beat us up. Like bellowing, yelling yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. And his girl ain't stopping him. His girl, you know. <sighs> Yeah. aggressive two aggressive black people from yep. from the hood they're yep. not yep yep they're gonna be mad yeah so the cops come i'm holding my ground we're just all we can do is be like oh, we don't know what they're talking about yeah like yeah i honestly don't know i was so freaked out because i wanted to they were just like well what happened what happened and that's like we we're like dude we don't know yeah yeah like we were just walking and these people just started fucking with us yeah yeah so i'm going through all of that my mom drives up the second I see her, Crocious. Yeah. Like in the middle of telling my story. You started weeping. I started weeping, wow. dude. And just went to my mommy. Yeah. Well, it's you just those You're moments where old. nature kicks in, though, yeah. where nature kicks in. And like, yeah. I'm being tough the whole time. And the second I see her, I'm just like, mommy. Yeah. <laughs> and then my mom goes like, and she just goes, we're just, like, the cop was like, we're just trying to figure out what happened. And my mom goes, you're scaring him to death and then just took me in the car and i never heard about it i avoided that area of my neighborhood for years after that wow 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 interesting but i had blubber lip the whole time yep yeah and then the second i saw my mom i was just like oh my god again once of one of our segments when we cried or almost cried yeah well you want to take that into a break <laughs> you know yeah 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 absolutely it's been fun though it's been it good, has good, been fun you got the good sound effects you put some uh, time into it. you you're in the flow of things you're not so uh tense as you were when we first uh got in yeah so it's a and good we'll thing. be back yeah, after absolutely. a word from our sponsor yes Oven roasted turkey breast, is topped with a classic taste of bod meat. Would you have any gray poupon? Well, there were three of us in this But marriage. of course. So Introducing Subway's new turkey and ham Dijon. Turkey, ham, and the great taste of gray poupon mustard. Now for a limited time on your choice of rolls. At Subway, the place where fresh is the taste. Well, hello, All right. We took shits. We smoked weed. We're going to talk about some, got some topics to cover. Well, something happened during the break that we can talk about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a, a man possibly died in the building. Man here. or a woman. I don't know. They looked large. If it was a, if it was a woman, we had a big gal. Yeah. It, it had we to be hit her head on one of these fucking World War II doorways. If it was a woman, <laughs> the world's tallest lady sprained her ankle. Yeah. It, it's yeah. just to let you know. There's a courtyard Ooh. in Keith's building. Oh, wow. Ooh, that was a that was a loud that was a that horn was yeah yeah on there yeah that, that's the story is still unfolding people whoever it, it hasn't been it, yeah. not a begin, so the person end. they put back there is now turned into a werewolf and wow. overtaken the ambulance wow yeah I'm, yeah I don't think they've went away as we look at Milwaukee They're, County Stadium <laughs> so crow's smoking weed out the window and he goes the man's here yes because it was it was like I could see I could see the cherries man the paddy wagon you know throwing out like, all the seventies <laughs> fucking scat Hill Street Blues we'll be right back yeah no I say the man a lot you know.
so great. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's so great. You know? <clears throat> but yeah, it's. Uh, this uh, is Hill Street Blues right here, though. That would be a, like they're just going into a bar, a cop bar, and like they're over, their shifts over, and they're in a good mood, you know? Maybe someone got married. I tell you something, Bobby Hill, you're one of the best partners I ever had. <laughs> Cause I'm white and you're black. Look and, at those Cubs, you know, classic fucking. Yeah, that's hawk. Look like they fucking paid a thrift store to make those uniforms. Uh, to me, when I look at those uniforms, that seemed like this real modern uniform. Because I was like, there was a certain Cubs look. So we got they, baseball they on. Know. For the people, only people listening. First of all, what are you doing? <clears throat> Go to keithpazel.com and watch the episode. Yes. You can that. play it in the background. You can do all of it. I make sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I make the, sure. We're, we're watching this, this week in baseball. Early April version. I think this is April 1991. Let's Ooh. see what's going on. See, this is the Pirates were still a good... The this Pirates is like their final team. leg. No, no, no. 92 was their final leg. 91. They, 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 they won the division in 90, 90, 91, and 92. But they couldn't get past the Braves. Or the Reds. Before the Mariners changed their uniforms, they still had those fucking blue boys. Yeah, absolutely. Those are solid-ass fucking uniforms. This is still the era, the king of turf. This is the era yeah. of artificial surface. Absolutely. People were going from grass to artificial surface. Oh, yeah. It, it's crazy <laughs> that there's only one stadium. Toronto this is the is last This is the way stadium. of the future. Green concrete. Yeah. I remember walking on it. I think I told a story. Dude, I remember my all, all my aunt's patios. They fucking refurbed yeah. all their fucking outdoor patios with AstroTurf. And I remember yep. being like, Chicago Bears fall on this for a oh, living? I know, I know. Fuck that. Yeah. That turned me off of sports forever. Uh, that was also, I remember I walked on the turf. At the, what at turned the you off of sports? CTE? No, my uncle Ed's patio. <laughs> It, 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 I walked on the turf at the Metrodome in 1986, and it had a, it had a little bit of give in it. There was maybe like, honestly, it felt like there was maybe an inch of give, you know. So, but still, it, it was a very hard surface. Got guys blew knees all the time. Yeah, turf toe was an authentic. I mean, they still have it now. That's probably what that, that near, fucking giant lady has out there is turf you know, toe. Yeah, I guess turf toe is terrible. Like you can't, you cannot it's a lingering run, injury. You know, and causes you to turn into a werewolf, overtake the ambulance, <laughs> and honk the well, horn. That's so far, happened, I'm trying to get the second half out because we know she's coming back in the building. Yeah, absolutely. So that, we're about are, to be attacked by a fucking by the largest werewolf, female werewolf <laughs> in the history of humanity, because she grew. It was already the largest woman in the world. Is this Glenn Davis? Whoever, well. He was actually. Oh, they got Robert Palmer playing in the background. <laughs> we got the Gonna rights to it. Addicted to love for this fucking. Love. Nolan Ryan's pitching. We're addicted to love. They alter it in a way. Wow. It's Keith Mitchell. Uh, this Kevin Mitchell. Kevin Mitchell, the Met of Mets fame. Yeah. Yep. He played, Clemens. Clemens. Yeah. Roy did Clemens too. Yeah, this is when he started. Well, you know, you change, but the A's being good in the late 80s, they were the first team to really juice up. They were the first, like with Conseco and McGuire. This is also, dude, I feel like this era is like, it was okay to have a fucking garbage empty stadium. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Like they didn't care if they had like an average of 6,000. No one drew <laughs> in the, the audience. The, they drew much better than when I was a kid. When I was a kid. That, that when is I the was truth. a boy. This is the truth. Uh, it truly was that way. The A's had a game. A's were my favorite team. In 1979, they drew 653 fans for a Major League Baseball That's game. fucking awesome. That's how bad they were. How great would it be to go to that game? Though? Oh, you I know. Yeah. You play tag with your friends? <laughs> you get lost Let's in play stadium. baseball where? 
Yeah. At the A's game. <laughs> they let you just p- start a pickup game in the outfield. In the outfield because no, no one cares. There's when the A's s- play, you could play in the outfield because they never hit the ball there. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it They're was, that bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But that was a uh, a time. Anyway, I'm going to go off on that. I was going to get a little high. Look at him kissing this little baby THC. here. Is this a uh, little black baby? Good square fun. Just catches a foul ball in the soft spot. Yeah, Kevin Seitz. He yeah. rubbed elbow grease on it and returned after the seventh inning stretch. No, no, he, that, that ruined his season. Seitzer was a good player, too. He came back, though. They cut the thumb off. <laughs> they taped the bat to it. They welded the bat to his hand. You make it sound like it was like it was like 1912 or no, something like this that. Was still this the, is not that old. No, you know. No, I'm talking about this was still the toughness era, probably. Well, well I mean, they had to. You know, whatever. they're playing. All these guys have turf toe. They all they're all playing. Now they're just so much more I think cautious. The, I think the guys now Ooh, are, look at the are, fucking are better. It's Joey Cora. It's Joey. The Cora. White Sox were getting good. Yeah, absolutely, they were. They were. Yep. Ooh, but Cora got thrown out there. Is that Joey Cora? I wonder how much money it is now. Well, the ambulance was out there. I hung my head out and I go, well, this is a human being getting charged five thousand dollars. Absolutely. Right now. That that is the argument. If you want to get political, if you want to put the political side. Well, as long as you whoever it's whoever makes the call too. like if you call yeah. the ambulance, they track down the number and that's who they associate the bill to. Yeah. So I remember when we would call an ambulance, they would say do it anonymously. Like, don't say who called it, because then they won't charge us. Huh. We'll only wow. get charged for the hospital visit. Because if it's an anonymous call, yeah. the fucking the county or whatever fucking picks it up, whoever the fuck. That, that is the argument I think I've told you for uh, building housing for the homeless is because the, uh, the uh, medical system is overwhelmed by emergency room visits, uh, which are probably- What fifth- if one of these drunkheads strokes out and we yeah. have to call an ambulance? Yeah. Yep. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. You have to have some housing for them because this is actually costing money in the long run. That's the reason why you should house them. There is a strong economic argument to be made. This is the first game in in, in the new uh, White Sox stadium. Yeah, it was really just a dog shit ugly stadium. Oh. They turned down the in of the White Sox. They had an architect come up to him and was like, "Hey, we I want to rebuild like an old style stadium. It looks like it's in a neighborhood." Yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Nah, we want to do like." They based it off old Kauffman Stadium. Well, I, I, kind of cookie cutter, I, I, blue, the blue seats. I think the blue seats were Yankee Stadium. Um, and then the Baltimore Orioles built Camden Yards the next season, or in 93, 94. Yep, it was 92. You're and absolutely that's, right. It's, it was built by the guy. He basically offered the White Sox Camden Yards. Yeah. Like, I'll build you a stadium that fits this neighborhood specifically. That's also a classic, like, bad decision. I feel like Chicago and Illinois, oh, we're late they make everything. bad decisions, yeah. you know, at, at different times. Like, they should be riding herd better. What what are they wearing? It's a catch-up <laughs> city. It really is the second city. Because I read that for a while, they were pushing to beat New York for the best city. Oh, oh yeah. Maybe, and then New yeah. York dominated them, and Chicago always had a chip on their shoulder ever yeah. since then of like... Yeah. Well, we're the you're the biggest city. We're the g- best city in the world. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> they just they, they, it is a great city. There's I no feel like that it. started the era of just being like, nah, <laughs> New York's fine, but we're like smaller. So look it's at these nicer. jackets, man. Jesus Christ! All shoulder pads, just shoulder pads, a and beer all of was them. three bucks. That was three bucks. Can you imagine if that was? The, I mean. There we go. Let's Cold the beer, fucking three bucks. See Im- what they're selling here. Imported beer. That well, meant, that's that, that meant Heineken. That this meant is Heineken. a Giants game because it's an egg roll. 
They sell egg rolls at Giants wow. games. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's a Bay Area thing. Yeah, th- this is not a... What if that was an Asian slur? Yeah. Got a lot of Bay Areas moving <laughs> to the neighborhood. <laughs> and a lot roll. of tech billionaires yep. moving out here. Exactly. <laughs> that's the shielding. My parents did that. <laughs> when, when they were going to make a racial statement? You shield. You, you know, do the shield. You don't listen about this. <laughs> you mumble it? Exactly. <laughs> I, I find that funny. I find like to me that's like old school ethnic comedy. You know, that, that's like a Jackie Gleason bit or something. You know, or Honeymooners or a, you know a Phil Silver show, whatever. And all like an ethnic joke. Ha, that's good. That Saturday Night Live still does that. You they know do that, like ethnic jokes. You know don't that they? cold beer is Stroh's. Oh, oh, oh that's Stroh's and, and beer. Then, oh, God, Stroh's is such a bad beer. Bad, I had bad gas on Strohs. Hot chocolate, you fucking know. Bobby Hall pouring uh, whiskey in that shit. Again, imported beer was Heineken for three fifty. Yeah, I, I, Euro if, duels. If I would have been in nineteen ninety one, I had so little money that I would have been just apoplectic about those prices. Super because I, because a, a case of beer, a case of beer was six dollars. A grilled steak sandwich. That's even, now we're looking East Coast here. Grilled chicken sandwich though. Oh, they got egg roll though too. Yeah, but that, that might be maybe New York. we'll find it's, out. It's Excellent. Excellent. You heard it here first. Hamburgers, cheeseburgers, grilled steak sandwiches, anything you want. It looks like they just let some asshole named Dan. Like, is that a professional broadcaster? Yeah, I, I think that that's... That I, looks like you. Is that you? No, I, I think <laughs> I think it's a Legit, couple of... that is when I described you earlier with the ratty yeah, mustache. Yeah, I, I, that is kind of what I had I've in I've never head. had a mustache. And I never will have... I will not have a mustache. I find it ridiculous. I will not have one. I, I, I'm going to be clean shaved. A little sweater on your nose? You know, I, I, I had a patch one time on my chin that uh, that that scarred me. I mean, that the people made fun of it so hard that I was like, I, I got to get rid of this thing. You know, I, I tried to keep it for a while, but I was totally made fun of it. How old were you? Uh, oh, I was like 21. I, I had like a patch on my chin. You know, uh, yeah, it's not, I know it's not hilarious. You know, I did. Was, was it, it solid though, or was it growing scrag? Like, oh you, no, no, it, it grew in, it grew in. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I was like, I can't do facial hair. This is preposterous. Why well, you got to clear that shit with people. You just showed up with it, and they yeah, were yeah, just, just like, to, "What yeah, the we, fuck?" Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's when I met my first girlfriend. You know, Crow didn't hang out with his friends for like three weeks. God, I was made. And then fun he of came out that. and unleashed. He told people he was sick. I was I'm really sick, guys. I can't come outside. And then he comes out with fucking with the chin goatee and doesn't well, say anything. We were playing basketball. It's a side effect a of, of the chicken pox. I had chicken pox. It's a side effect. I was playing a lot of basketball at the time. And I was, I don't know. Yeah, that you wanted to look that, like that was a weak attempt at something kind of hip. I, I was guess. playing a lot of basketball. I wanted to look like Larry Johnson. I wanted to be, I, I don't know. I wanted to have kind of a certain look, you know, seriously. It was like a, that was kind of my ego, the thought process. I, I don't know if I told you this. Here's a, again, it wouldn't be a podcast episode without you bringing up Amanda Rip. Oh, here we go. Girlfriend. Hold and, on. Uh, keep, keep telling it. And, I, <laughs> and we're talking about that bad facial. I, that's when I first started dating her. I had that little patch. For like a couple months, several months. And uh, <laughs> so I had that soul patch. Well, I'm talking, I bumped into her best friend who she was still best friends with, like on a street in Chicago eight years ago. This is eight years ago, not that long ago. Bumped into her and she's like, well, you know, Amanda, she's getting married and all the girls got together and we and we talked about her old boyfriend and we talked about your patch that you used to have uh... on your chin. And I was just like, wow, that was, uh, that was a bad move. <laughs> that was that was a good so i've been known to make a goofy move well i don't know 
just be what you are. I, uh, <laughs> Man, look how everyone feathered their hair. We got male it was perms, still, it was feathered still feathered. hair. Although, you know some that, that was not a hip that, hairstyle that, back then. That, 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 that was a square style. Speed. You know? Auto racing. Auto racing. With Days of Thunder just mm-hmm. around the corner. Oh. Just read Mike Greenwell. God, he was. I I saw him at a three-run homer against the. Okay, three. Okay, nineteen eighty-eight. The A's won the first two games of the American League Championship Series in Boston, two zero. My father, man, flies like the car that Bobby Brady fucking crashed in the fucking Brady Bunch movie. (laughs) My my my, uh, my father and I. Uh, my father flew my brother and I out there to watch the A's play the Red Sox. And Greenwell came up in the top of the th- uh, second inning off Bob Welch and hit a three-run homer to put him up 3 nothing. And I'm like, I flew all the way over here to see the A's clinch. And this asshole hits a three-run homer. I was I was really pissed Apoplectic. off. You were, I, a- I, you were a- apoplectic. I was literally grinding my teeth like, this is and then the A's hit four home runs that game and won eleven to five. It was great. They totally came back and crushed them. And I saw them win. They swept the Red Sox, who were, who were an absolute nemesis as a kid growing up. The Red Sox, the Yankees, and the Orioles used to shit on the A's for years. The A's would do that East Coast trip and go one and eight every single time. And I saw I never saw them win in Baltimore. I had to go there for three straight fucking years before they won one fucking baseball game. You got to win one when they won a game. When I first saw the A's win a baseball game. Like seeing them actually lie, it was like holy shit! They just won See, a but game, but didn't that feel good? Oh, it felt amazing. <clears throat> you almost miss it. it, it oh, it we was had a amazing. little A action right there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Reggie, look at that fucking uh, look at that hair fucking tailing out the back of yeah, that hat. Yeah, that, he's got a steroid needle hidden in that yeah, boy right there. Yeah, that, that's McGuire. Yep, no look at that that's shit. Young McGuire talking to Reggie. Look Reggie. at him being like, I don't know, man. I think they're gonna find that syringe in your fucking <laughs> tail back there. No, it's, and he's like, don't worry, man. It's hairsprayed. It's it's held up in the hairspray. Rafael Palmero is gonna inject it into my anus during the fucking halftime or whatever. It's not called halftime. It, well, whatever it's called. It, it is. Uh, with what, what it was is Reggie Jackson was hired on to be a consultant to to specifically work with McGuire and Conseco. Like he was basically trying to help their egos. My like guy like Lou Pinella making them the Cubs a star. Good. Make, you know, making them a star was basically the reason why Reggie Jackson was a consultant and a coach for the A's back then because they knew Conseco and McGuire were like great players and they wanted to make them great. You know, so uh, they again Joe Sambito. God, he was still what was playing. He, a guy fucking- he was still playing. Playing that sounds like the mob fucking owner of a baseball. No, team. no, Joe Sambino. Joe Sambino owned the Cincinnati Reds. No, he played for the. Uh, I the, was the, the big red machine. Look at Young Clemens. Players like Roger Clemens. Oh yeah, look at him. Looks like he's about to fucking take a picture with his prom date. Somewhat with young prospects. God, baseball is so dry. Yeah, yeah. Look at these executives. Yeah, I know, I know. I Jesus know. Christ, really- these look like they're these are guys that are about to sit outside on the porch with my fucking uncle. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a square league in certain ways, but it is a league nonetheless. I mean, they they've this guy right know. here has a lamp in his house that the base is a golf bag, <laughs> and he runs yes. baseball. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, at least at least that's a step up from it being a helmet of an NFL team. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a little more class. Than phone that. helmet. You know, yeah, yeah. Remember the phone helmet? Absolutely. God. Oh man. Yeah. So this. Uh, yeah. This was uh, Joe Sambito was a relief pitcher for the Houston Astros. Yeah, and, but I think he and also in the witness the protection program. But I thought he had retired by this time. This is ninety one. He looks I retired. He was, I thought he. Was, yeah, I, I think he might be in. in 
Uh, what are they talking about? Uh, as far as uh, in the big leagues and things, he can really spring training, to daddy. The problems that we have, and as an agent, he offers not only advice uh, contractually with our uh, oh, Sam Beto's their agent. When we have problems, we can always call Joe. Oh, interesting. Fucking a. With anybody else. Joe. Joe Sambito, I crack skulls yep. and make stars. Yeah, yeah, Sambito's an agent. He became an agent. Well, Crow, look at this fucking... Wow, I didn't realize he was an agent. That is an agent. That Jerry Maguire was based on this guy. No, uh, Jerry, he, he was based on what's-his-face, that kind of power agent. What's his name? He's an L.A. guy. Drew Rosenhaus? No, no, not Drew Rosenhaus. He's a guy who represented Troy Aikman. He's had a lot of guys. Steve Bartkowski was the first guy who represented. What was the guy's name again? A very wealthy guy. What was his name? You want to ask Google? God, I should know who hey, he Google, is. Hey, Google, who was Jerry Maguire based on? Agent Lee Steinberg. Lee Steinberg, yes. A summary from the website Sky yep. I knew it was Lee Steinberg. Lee Steinberg. I, I couldn't, th I couldn't think of his name. I, that, that, that bums me out. That's a THC. I'm getting tired, I can tell. Lee Steinberg? Yeah, but but he's uh, he, I think he's represented all these first-round picks in the NFL. I mean, a bunch of first-round picks. You know, And also, like, baseball. I mean, all sports. He's, he's a true power agent, and that's who McGuire is based on. think he voted for Trump? You think he voted for Trump? Um, no, actually, no. He's actually very much a, an activist. Actually, he's gay and trans. No, no. He's <laughs> His name is Lisa Steinberg. No, he, he's a very much a, a socially conscious kind of guy, actually. Yeah. Uh, very much involved in a lot of foundation. Hey, look, we stuff. all know the money's on the left, you know? right? Hey. But, but he, you know, he's, uh, I think he's actually, he was student body president of Berkeley. Listen, Joe. I'm not saying you can't strangle hookers. Just don't do it in public. So, so what it was is, uh, is uh, you know, there you never had an agent when you're an athlete, like in the '60s and '50s, you just didn't have an agent. You yeah. didn't negotiate your contract. Bill so, Murray doesn't have an agent. So, so what? Uh, what? 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 Lee Steinberg did. He was the class president of, of Berkeley, and Steve Barkowski was a quarterback for for Cal Berkeley. He was the number one pick in the '75 draft, and he just went to Lee Steinberg and the said, Mitchell Trubisky of his time. And, and, and Lee Steinberg had just graduated from law school and said, "Do you want to be my agent?" And it was like. Sure. And he, he negotiated the contract. And that was a real like change and a shift and sort of the, and, and these owners were like, who the hell are these scumbag <clears throat> agents? It, it was a n totally new. It was a like a seismic shift in how the way athletics worked, you know, the entertainment side of it, you know, and it really accelerated in the 90s. Yeah. But obviously it's around in the 80s, too. But but really and now it's just this machine. Well, speaking you know? of speaking of entertainment. Yeah. We've got one this big this week in TV history. I sure. Like. Oh, yeah. Let's go through it. we got the anniversary of The Incredible Hulk, the TV show The Incredible Hulk. This is, I feel like, the show that made me what they call an old soul. This led to MASH. <laughs> fucking. I know. I, I'm, I'm And then impressed. MASH led to me liking Wings, even though Wings was of my era. But I was like, oh, this is like 90s MASH. Just a show that's on at fucking at two in the morning. I, I used to watch MASH. All, I, I watch MASH all the time. But The Incredible Hulk holds dear into my heart because when I was a latchkey kid, yep. I would come home. Joe Morgan's dad now. Between yeah. 3 and 3.30, usually after, and the and Hulk came on at 3. Yeah. Wonder Woman was on at 2. Oh, yeah. On the sci-fi channel. And I didn't, I wouldn't always see Wonder Woman. I wasn't, it's not that I hated it. I just never saw it all the time. I would catch yeah. the end of Wonder Woman and I would get excited because I'd be like, oh, I'm going to see the beginning of Hulk. Yeah. I would never see him get to town. Yeah. I would always get off the bus, run home, take my shit off at the door, very cliche like. Yep. Pop on the TV, and he would be like, in just, his first transformation. If I was lucky, there are always two transformations. If exactly. I was lucky, he would already have a job. 
You know okay. how he'd get a job? <laughs> I don't know, because he, 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 he was a vagrant. He would just come into town like a hobo. Look at that guy's eyes. Is that fucking Stephen Miller or no, whatever the yeah, fuck? It's John Miller, uh, baseball announcer. I think he's still alive. I, oh, he might have just died, too, actually. Both he, he and Morgan might both be dead. Well, he's doing that for real. Yeah, he's <laughs> making that face be, but, because, because he's, because he, he's fucking... Because we're talking about the Incredible Hulk. So, yeah, it debuted in 78. So, yeah, it would have been... Yeah, it was early 78. I mean, because I remember being, obviously... Keith, as you know, I am a child of the 70s. I would have been not, I was eight years old when the show debuted, an old eight years old. And it was on, it was on a Friday nights on CBS. It was The Incredible Hulk, Dukes of Hazard, and Dallas, which I'm sure I've mentioned on the show before. But that, that was a powerhouse Friday night lineup. And I remember going to, going to, it was my father's weekends. We would go to the farm that he lived on and we, and we would watch uh, CBS Friday night television. So I associate with my father's weekends, you know. Oh, here, oh, is he fighting a Viking in this, this one? This is Thor. It, this is not. I'm just putting this out in the background to give this context to it. Amazing. <clears throat> so I love this shit. I love the intro. They would have the. It was like oh a yeah. Uh, David Banner. They don't call him Bruce. That was the one thing I didn't know when I started reading the comics. I'm just like, wait, his name is Bruce. Yeah. Like he's yeah. David Banner in the show. Yeah. Yeah. Probably some but they got the talk thing. down. They explain it very, very simply in the show, but I loved it. So when I get home from school, he'd usually phase one of the Hulk. He yep. turns into the Hulk the first time and nobody sees him. He's like Bigfoot. He's off yeah, in the background. Yeah. <laughs> and he always develops a romantic relationship immediately. Yeah. Yep. And that, that reporter's always following him. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Though this was at one time, at one time, Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah, the clothes rip off. Ferrigno, this is great. And Lou Ferrigno. So were, usually were around three peers. at three forty-five, yeah. he would he would publicly <laughs> turn into the Hulk. Also, if this actually was happening, you would run away. I, that, that would be my response. I'd be, I would I would have been four blocks away. If Even some guy Thor's actually tripping did this. out. <laughs> is this one of those like they had like a made-for-TV movie yeah. from '88? This might be a later one. Wow. Bixby might have cancer here. When, when he died of cancer, that was a big deal to me. Bill Bixby was a, I mean, I, I'm Didn't he from, have the show where he had a kid first, though? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Courtship about his father. You know, yeah. But, but then this was, yeah, Ferrigno was, was almost equal to, uh, to, to Schwarzenegger. Isn't that crazy? But Schwarzenegger knew he had him. He was better than him. He was smarter than him. Yeah. <laughs> You know, and but then I, but yeah, but I remember there was a fight sequence we just missed, man. Damn, it's a, a <laughs> I was getting excited about that. <laughs> I wanted to see how he fucked things up. <laughs> I, was, I love that you I, I called hooked. it. A, I love that you called it a sequence. You know, you know, this whole <laughs> I was into this. I'm like, look at this. <laughs> this is so goofy you know what's funny is they didn't have the sound effects so he was coming at him but like, like snorting but he was deaf so he was like oh and then i mean <laughs> he has to get in that makeup i remember he did oprah lou ferrigno did oprah they had a little segment as remember the hulk that? no but it was him like what he's doing now what if he would transform into him as he, he is a uh He's on. A, he's on an L.A. County cop. He's like, what was was it? Ventura County. He's a Ventura County dude. Cop. Lou Ferrigno's dad in Pumping Iron. <laughs> oh, Have you ever yeah. seen the movie Pumping Iron? Yes, absolutely. I think his dad might be a pedophile. Yeah. Well, yeah. He. I think he had he's a rough very pedophile ish. Life. Well, because his dad's always like wouldn't leave him alone about it. You got to show him. You got to show him your manhood, Lou. You go in there. I watch you, Lou. I watch you when you sleep. Thor Lou. just hit him. Oh, 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 look at that! It stymied him. It stymied him. 
I like the idea that Lou Ferrigno's dad hypes him up and then lets secrets out. Like he would just be like, you're the best, Lou. You go up on stage and you show him everything, Lou. Look at you. Look at your curves, Lou. You, they can't handle you, Lou. I watch you while you sleep, Lou. Such a bizarre movie. The whole, when they go to prison and they have like a pose off in prison, it's like, this is a very homoerotic kind of, uh, it was odd. Oh, yeah. And all know? the prisoners are just like, yeah, damn. You know, like, Am I free? Yeah. <laughs> no, Can here he is. Look, is this is this still Ferrigno? I let two prisoners sit on my arms. I, I don't know if that's Ferrigno, actually. I don't think it is. I think it's someone different, you know, because they did a lot with his head and his brow. Did this come out like, in, this was like, what, in 88? I have no fucking idea. Because this actually wasn't. It's finished. It's like, it's it's a deleted, I don't know. Wow. Wow. Sal. <laughs> let me tell you something, Sal. I was watching old television. But dude, if I, I was, was so if I was lucky, I got to see first transformation. Yeah. And then I would stick around. And then the six million dollar man was on after, and I yeah. had no time for that. That's, I was not into the six million dollar man. That is a, a generation delineation between us because every every alt comic in the nineties had to have this I was into. A, this is oh, the incredible uh, Hulk incredible cartoon. Hulk, you know. <laughs> this was the nineties. Had to have a six million dollar man joke, you know. Didn't the doll you could look through his eye? Like, wasn't the six million dollar man action oh. figure a big popular item? I, oh, I, I, I have one. I have one when I was seven years old. That and a GI Joe, and, and then a, the Adventure People, you know. But I'll never. Forget, I got a story about this. You want to hear the heartbreak story with this? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna put on fucking okay. Young Bloods while we fucking put this on. So the, uh, um, I had a GI Joe, and I also had a six million dollar man. And and the GI Joe, <laughs> the GI Joe, the arm fell off, and I went to my grandfather and my cousin and my brother were up in this cliff that was next to my grandparents' house, up on this cliff, and, and they had my six million dollar man, and I had my GI Joe. They had Joe. it hostage. They had, yeah, they had taken. I don't. I didn't. I don't know what you know. They had it. So I, I had a. It had a broken arm. So I went to my grandfather and said, "Grandpa, can you fix this?" You fix the G.I. Joe. And he put the arm in. And I was all excited. And I was like, hey, Jay and Adrian. I was probably seven years old. By seven years old. They were 12. I was like, yeah, hey, Grandpa fixed G.I. Joe. And as I said, they threw the $6 million man doll. And it exploded into like 15 pieces right in front of me. Oh. You know, that's what they did to me. Did you get the lip? Oh, I got, uh, I, I, I wept. I wept. That's what happened. <laughs> oh, man. And, and they were like laughing hysterically hysterically laugh like hyenas so like for, jackals for people watching right now we're changing over we have Croce just told me to download the movie young blood this is 86 <laughs> rob Lowe. he plays a hockey player he's breaking into the he's a he's a farm boy yes from, that from, is, from upstate new york that is breaking into the brutal world of hockey yeah he's, he's gonna play juniors up in canada you know god this fucking music i mean i remember this being like talk I was a junior in high school when this movie came out, and I remember friends of mine. You know, I was in Wisconsin, and they played hockey, obviously, and they were just talking about Young Blood was like not a realistic movie, and the skating was too weak. This Rob Lowe, Rob Lowe was almost on par with Tom Cruise at this point. Like they were, they were definitely grooming the two of them. But Cruise broke through. His big breakthrough was was a Top Gun, but obviously his sort of foot in the door, really, with consciousness was. Uh, Risky business, you know. And but at one, Cynthia Gibb is the love interest. You could tell right away they're just like, you know, it's about hockey, but don't lean into it. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. it's just about three good-looking dudes who fucking get out there <laughs> and they really just crush more ass than puck. <laughs> well, that's all part of the game. I want to watch one of the early sequences where he he, he goes to Canada. Well, let's watch this a little more. But he, he goes to Canada. I want to set it up. 
and it's uh, he's on the juniors team. He's new. He's young, and they 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 pound the word young like this guy's really young. They 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 pound it so hard. They lean into that concept. He's just such such a young for like fifteen minutes. The first fifteen talk minutes. about what a what a so, baby ass he is. Yeah, when they one of the hazing things. This guy's do, as smooth as the backside of the moon. One of the things they do when they haze him is they shave his pubic hair off. That's a hazing scene. And they're like, this isn't going to take long because like, like, he's he's barely haired over. <laughs> it's That's like this, hilarious. And they just like, it's so heavy. It's so ham handed. Right. I mean, yeah, we get it. He's young. We know he's young. And it's, oh, and they take a straight he's razor. A young and you see it going down to his uh, man parts. He's a young you know? blood. Yeah, absolutely. Peter Zezel from the Philadelphia Flyers actually was skating and, and, and he, he did the. Uh, Skating scenes here, you know, uh, these the kind of far away shots. He have? Peter Zezel played for the 85 and 87 uh, Flyers who made it to the. Uh, oh, John Cup. Peters, of course. You know, John Peters made what the movie Wild Wild West. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. This was I mean, Swayze's in this. This has got a cast. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, uh, Keanu Reeves makes his. I think this is one of his first movies. What, my question is, is what sports movie was successful that came out that they were trying to copy with this? It's funny you mentioned Which was that. this like an all it's all the right moves, but with hockey. It's a bit of that. God, what else was it, too? Because I was thinking that same thing and it's got. Uh, I don't know. I, I was thinking that I couldn't. I, I can't. Is that his I can't brother believe. or his yeah, it's dad? his brother. They're in upstate New York. Yep. That's his. <laughs> Let me just get the vibe right now. His brother is into farming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Rob Lowe is not into farming. He's a kid. He's <clears throat> a talent. You know, his dad isn't into farming but it's just like you can't have dreams son yeah so you got to be like your brother and be into farming yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be curious oh are they gonna be supportive you got to get the hell is out that of bronson here, no although i'm sure he went to a lot of auditions that bronson went to and didn't get him there's too much work that needs to be done here dad i can't wait anymore I gotta play junior if I'm ever gonna play pro. So it's, it's also part Star Wars, you know. It's like it's it's yeah, Skywalker, Skywalker, you know. It's they tapped into that a little bit, you know. Maybe we could get a look at that little tiny glass of orange juice. Oh, I, I remember seeing those. Kill yep, they just laid every farm boy thing on the table. <laughs> Mrs. Butterworth's is instant there. Instant milk, <laughs> fucking little tiny glasses. They got a fucking roost, a little ceramic rooster. I I don't even know his bro his brother. Did he just have a stroke? Look at how he droops down. Look at. His face droops. <sighs> Just like, well, Dad, a hockey career is 10 to 15 years if successful. Man, Just a smart ass kid. Here's what my thing would be like. If me leaving is like the end of this farm, how good of shape is this farm? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's barely holding on. Family farms have died off. They have died off, man. Yeah. When the, when the department. Look at that fucking GTO. I have a little f a fact. When the Department of Agriculture first came into existence in, in 1930, it's part of the uh, New Deal and stuff. And uh, when, when it came into existence, there were 7 million family farms in the country. There are less than a million family farms now. I mean, it is whittled down dramatically. So, yeah. So the, the nature of the organization and the bureaucracy. And the, one, and the only too. farms that are left are only profitable because they're used as the settings for CW teen dramas. <laughs> no, actually, this country has a very uh, successful farmers, very competitive farmers. We grow a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, we, Looks we, like the cow palace. Uh, Hamilton. Yeah. 
This is actually filmed in Hamilton, which Hamilton is a oh, tough yeah, they Canadian got a big, town. The Tiger Cats, I yeah, think. Is exactly, the, the CFL team. Yeah. Hamilton is a, I mean, it is a tough town. It's outside of Ontario or outside of Toronto. Exactly. It's by Toronto. You know, but 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 it's, it's, it's they, got, they got a little Chicago fucking ass. They're like the, yeah. they're upset about Toronto because Toronto is the, is Canada's New York. Oh, absolutely. Toronto's hip. Toronto's a hip city. I like it a lot. It, that city in Chicago are the best Great Lake cities, you know. Cleveland, Milwaukee, Detroit, meh. Buffalo, ugh. They're all pretty bad. Chicago and Toronto are the, are the best uh, Great Lake cities. You know, just I've not- never been. Before I moved to LA, <clears throat> I just lacked so much travel. When I started doing stand-up, that was like, I'd never been to Rockford before. Yeah. <laughs> like, really dumb places. I remember mm-hmm. we used to drive like two, three miles away from Does my house. Does this guy have a foggy eye? I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I'm listening. Mm-hmm. Everyone in this movie stroked out. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> so... <laughs> It looks like a don't worry oh, about the that. old man. It looks like a fucking if you took the kid from the sixth sense, Haley Joel Osment, and fucking <laughs> melded, mashed him and up just eighties ma- him up. This is what he looks like. I see. Don't de- let that old man get you down. I so listen, I man. I tell you what. For- I see fucking dead people, and that's all I'm saying, man. <laughs> I want to. I want to. I want to hear this pep talk. Catch me. Oh, I'll catch you. He's giving him some advice, man. Rob Lowe looks 36 years old. But here? Yeah. I, 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 he's a kid here. He was being, this guy, veteran character actor is the coach. Because he's got to go, yeah, it's a tough, rough and tumble game, man. There you go. You know. We're only looking for one player. What are they, Russian? Jesus Christ. <laughs> they're also like slow it's pretty slow what they do it, it, it just to capture them. oh so it's they, just rudimentary yeah yeah already. yeah yeah they're not they're not like slap shot this is not yeah <laughs> when did slap shot come out 77 so this is probably them like let's do slap shot with rob lowe no no the, 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 there's not the comedy i mean they, they make it it's a sports it is it's like all the right moves it, it is a sports-based kind of coming of age sort except of film, without you know? leah thompson's tits yeah, exactly. That's they, what they, it lasts. Cynthia Gibb is, is the love interest, you know. So it's a different. There you go. Yeah, this guy's kind of a cheap player. Hey, I like it. He just boarded him up there. So now young blood's got to come out, and he gets he gets humiliated in a fight. I think he gets. And this guy's like an old grizzled prick veteran who has it in for him. This guy. This doesn't even. This is junior hockey. This looks like fucking just rent a rink. Oh yeah, exactly. This, this is like no check league in Skokie. You know what I mean? This is not. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they're not moving very fast. Oh, look, the young and scored. Look, he's yep. fucking turning eyes. Hey. Hold on. Let me put my murderer glasses down and fucking read this kid's name. She's a natural. Te- yeah, this is Peter Zezel. There's a skating. You think he's still telling people? You know, you ever see the 86 movie no, Young dead. Blood? He's dead. How? Uh, I think he had some uh, drug or alcohol problems, too. My, my CJ Sullivan said one of the funniest things he's ever said just in the past month to me. He said... <laughs> If you were like going to flyer games in the eighties, if a girl <laughs> wore a Peter Zezel jersey, she had had an abortion. Like that was basically that's a sign. hilarious. She was such a like it was, it was a very loose woman. Like because Peter Zezel was, you know, women like that rugged kind of dumb guy. You know, when does is this outsider Swayze? Oh yeah, this post outsiders. Outsiders is eighty three. But both of them weren't outsiders. Rob Lowe and Swayze. I mean, this, they're still on that on that outsiders magic here. <laughs> Look at that hair, though. Yep. Yeah, oh, this is a good scene, though, because he, he gets- Look at that hair. Yeah, it's Sw- Swayze, by the way, literally here is like 29 or 30 years old. Is that old. Jeff Bridges? No, I, I don't even- Some of these character actors, you don't even see, but then you, but then you see 
oh, it's Keanu Reeves, like a major star, you know? It, it, he gets introduced in the next couple scenes, I think. That looks like a, the fucking, he is wearing a car seat on his head. I know. <laughs> I think my hairstyle looks like that guy on the left. Make now. it look like the bucket seat of an IROC Z. <laughs> oh, man. That was a fucking sports car, boy. The 280Z. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah, man. A bucket seat. That was a cool early 80s sports car. My brother used to talk about that car. He had a Cutlass Supreme. My friend David 73 had a, Cutlass Supreme. One of my buddies a cool as a kid, D David, had a banana yellow fucking IROC Z Camaro, and we thought he was the fucking man. Like the coolest He's, he's a dude. nice guy now, but. Yeah. How, how absurd. It's hilarious. <clears throat> so here we go. Here we go. Ooh. Welcome to the juniors, yep, kid. There you go. He knows he's gonna stand up. You see, he's got oh, he's got a gash over his. Dude, my dad had entire VHS tapes of nothing but hockey fights. Yeah, yeah. I, is that what a lot of this movie is? Is them just fucking brawling well, on the ice uh, and shit? Th th that, that's an under undercurrent, but it's it's him like coming in. See, Swayze is, is one of the players on the team that they act, he's, he's the star of the team, and he likes him. He's a center, and this guy's a wing, and they make a good combination, you know. But they got to figure each other out through the course of the movies that unfolds. And the coach's daughter is Cynthia Gibb, who's the love interest. So Rob Lowe is like fucking the coach's daughter, man. You know, like it's like, and then that's kind of a dark thing going on, you know. But he's got to prove himself here, so he's got, he's got, yep, he's got to fight him. So, he, he, yep, he has to drop gloves, otherwise you're a pussy. That fucking you know? Kurt Russell, Jesus Christ! Here we go, there we go. Rob Lowe just got he's out of here, humiliated. But he's fast. But he's fast. Let's go slit his throat with our skates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, hockey. It, it is a. <laughs> A certain level of Cro-Magnon plays hockey. Well, I love the you know? fucking homoeroticness of like the initiations of sports of just like, let's like go, this. Let's, <laughs> let's go stick our hockey stick up rookie's ass. Well, exactly. They 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 shave off his fucking shortly grown. You know, this is like Swayze showing his body off. You know, that is not the body of a hockey player. Yeah, hockey players have scars on their fucking body. Yeah, and shit yeah, like that. He weighs like 152 pounds right there. You know what I mean? Like he's small. Hockey players look like fucking sword dummies. The dummies that you practice with katanas on and shit. Here's what they, he gets exposed to this, they're a horrible team doctor because they're poor, you know. Put some fucking glue in Here's it. Here's what you do. You get a little bit of, yeah, this is, all right. I'm going to thumb, I'm going to staple your fucking eyes shut. There he is. Okay, that's, every mother had that in the 70s and the 80s. The and like, yeah. But they had that little tomato thing, the needle sharpener. Pretty good, yeah, we got a team doctor, but he uh, can't tie his shoelaces. You know, a player gets cut, he takes 30 minutes to close him up. So by that time, the guy's lost 15 minutes of the game. Is he playing with him? Murray bought me this kid and told me to learn. You know, the first month he stood beside me with a stopwatch. Is he tough enough, you know? See, he's telling him, like, he's this hack doctor. It's supposed to be, it's like, this is supposed to be kind of a moment of levity, I think, you know? But it, poorly executed. Not very good acting. Oh, yeah. I'm not a Nova King. One of the guys, one of the guys uh, that's laughing, you'll see who it is. <laughs> you'll see who it is soon enough. Okay. There we go, baby. Got a real shitty soundtrack. I bought it on a tape cassette. So officially you could sue him if he's not a doctor. <clears throat> That's how my parents would look at it. Oh, well, no, this, this is Canada. Man. This is that socialized medicine model. This is what would happen if you had socialized medicine. Yeah, you don't know what you're talking about. You're a clown. So.
What are you fucking you yelling at Canadians? <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no, Canadians are correct. Is that Craig T. Nelson? No. <laughs> that's that veteran character they got every, he just died. this really is all the right moves yeah oh yeah without a doubt they got every lookalike that's tom Absolutely. cruise except for that's rob lowe he I'm could sure, be a tom cruise i'm sure that's how it was pitched I'm who sure is the foil in all the right moves who was the swayze and the fucking dickhead guy oh uh, well, well uh chris penn chris penn was the friend of, when he didn't of, have a pot belly yeah pot exactly belly chris he, he, penn. Play, he could play an athlete you know he could actually move around a little bit always on the o-line though he plays o-lineman uh he was a middle linebacker wasn't he, was he in all the right moves yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. Or no, uh, Footloose. He was in Footloose. Oh, yeah, he? absolutely. He's yes. the one who never dances until the end. Yeah, exactly. Then he yeah. does a little shuffle on there like, yeah. yeah. And then he and then he dies of a drug overdose because he uh, does can't he? control. Oh, no, I mean, I tell you, he's, he's been dead for 15 I years. I thought he now. died of a heart attack. Uh, I think it was uh, drug and alcohol related. Very much drug. I think, I think he lived a very unhealthy life and was a. Uh, Dude, I got to tell you something right now. That this scene right now was a real fear of mine going into high school. Like, I remember being like, I don't want to shower. Like, I oh, don't I, 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 I don't want to be around this. That was a big cultural adjustment. When I went from junior high school in Virginia, going to Wisconsin, it was like this weird Germanic, you will all take a shower. You will go into the shower and clean yourself. You are now, in, uh, you know, and I'm a wreck, and I did not, I was, I was all undeveloped. I was boy-like. You I was know? so I was just, scared about it. I, and I didn't then, like it. You know? And then I remember I finally got to school and was like, I got to gym class and I was like, oh, we have to shower. And then I looked at the showers. They hadn't been used since 1972. Like, <laughs> the showers were just rusted clothes. Uh, that's hilarious. Like they were like, oh, no, we don't. We, we yeah. could get we could go to jail for rape if we let you shower. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember like, there was see, this is a this is a scene where he, <laughs> this is like, oh, God, this look at that fucking dong. <laughs> So here's the love interest. You know, I never went full bare jock. I always wore underwear under my jock. Yeah, strap. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually, oh, you see, here he is. Like, he's, nice. She's the love interest. She's the coach's. Uh, she's the coach's daughter. Look at that hair. God. That, that, oh my god. She was like her and Phoebe Cates went to a few auditions together. You know. Oh yeah. You know they. Yeah they. Oh, River. They probably asked River Phoenix to do this. No, River Phoenix was too young. Uh, he, he would have been twelve she, he years old. No, he, he can do it. He's just. Like, oh, he was eighty six. This was this was Stand by Me. Stand by okay. Me. Eighty six. Yeah, that was when he didn't even look like old River Phoenix. Yeah, exactly. Jerry O'Connell does not look like Jerry O'Connell now. It's bizarre. Here we go. Rob Lowe's. I remember so many girl like high school girls. I mean, they girls my age, like when they were in high school. Rob Lowe. They. They diddled when they. <laughs> Rob Lowe was in, was in the band. She gonna do the lower lip bite, you know. <laughs> that music. Oh <laughs> was, my god! That, He's nicknaming himself. I'm well, out. The, well, that, no, that's his name. His his last name is Youngblood, Youngblood like Jack Youngblood. You know, oh. I know. This is there's certain Johnny Utahish elements in this yeah. too. You know, it's got certain. Jesus Christ. What a Swayze entrance. Yeah, absolutely. They look like they're about to sing beat him to death. <laughs> they start just going, beat it, beat it. No one wants to be defeated. Hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this was, because obviously you can tell what's going to happen. The hazing is about to happen. You can tell, right? You see, he... Suck his dick. Yeah, they, they had more tape would be. The doctor is here. Scalpel. 
Yeah. I would just be like, you have a dick strap on your face. Jesus Christ, did your little did your brother do shit like this to you? No. No. He's young. <laughs> this is I still would be like, yo, dude, you're wearing a jock strap on your face. <laughs> Now you'd be like a porn star. Yeah, that's hip when you shave it, right? So they shaved his pubes off? Yeah, exactly. See, and now this is also a good scene because he's yeah, just as, like, why are you jerking me off, too? Uh, <laughs> as a junior, <laughs> is this, no, is this a happy part? ending? I don't know. I wish it was a woman. I don't, you know, yeah, but the whole, uh, you see, as a junior player, he has to stay like with a, a house mother. At a house mother at a house. Oh yeah, they have house families. Yeah, yeah. That he has to stay with. This is like this is exposing the inner workings of the hockey world. And this is this is the uh the cougar. <laughs> You'll like this. She's just like, oh dear, did they stick the hockey stick in your ass today? No, no, you, 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 you'll you'll see. Uh, look at what she's wearing. God. Man. Sometimes I don't know whether I'm running a boarding house or a hospital. More of Mr. Fraser's embroidery. What's your name, honey? <laughs> Did he touch your butt? This is because uh, she's. And then I'll show you the. She's a cougar. I'll she, give you some lotion for your pubes. There wasn't a term for this, but it was like I remember being like, "Whoa, this would be kind of cool, man." She if was like, just a hot older lady. Yeah. Does well, Rob Lowe fucking? Bet? Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is not subtle. You'll see what happens, dude. You're not expecting that. Yeah, it's hilarious, dude. It's hilarious. So from the neck up, that is fucking leave it. That is fucking June Cleaver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's hilarious because it, this is part of her thing. This is what she does with with hockey second players. Second most important room in the house, the kitchen. Oh, by the way, uh, I miss McGill. Jesus right Christ! <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Yeah, well, you'll see. What an '80s thing! So she bangs dudes. Yes, well, she and you'll see what she does. Yeah. What she does, she brings tea in, and, and that's the code word for we're gonna have sex. Are you holding a dildo? Why does he? What have is he holding? Boots? Is he holding a fucking salami in his hands? I don't, I don't know what was going on. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was happening. That was a look. What he's wearing right there. Outside of the hockey, nothing about this movie screams hockey. They should have a jersey hanging up at some point. I see. thought you might like a nice cup of tea. Here. I do like all my boys to be comfortable. Yeah. See. Good for the manhood. Yeah. Yep. Well, you're settling in. I, I love how she's coming in to seduce him with longer shorts than she did just walking <laughs> up the stairs. <laughs> we, 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 uh, wait till she. <laughs> it's penny royalty. It kills fetuses. <laughs> I'm bone dry. Oh, man. <laughs> that was, so, you can... No protection, Johnny. Here's how she sets him up. What the fuck? Hello, uh, Jean. <laughs> I've been boarding hockey players in this house for uh, over 10 years. Boarding, huh? Yeah, for 10 years. These are some of my boys. Fred, 
Are they going to have nudies on the back? No, no, these are all like guys that she had sex so with. So she's she going to say she has like, hockey pick, like, yeah, my pussy's magic. Yeah. Yeah. You bang exactly. me, you'll be Gretzky. You see. Shot from the point. Averaged only about 10 goals a year, but you remembered every single one of them. <laughs> all those people, they found the winning way and my clitoris. But look at it. <laughs> you say he has an attitude problem. Those are saggy, unbroad 80s boobs. Hey, man, at my age, I think she's a... Oh, so he goes right into it. They don't even be coy with it. Yeah. They go yeah. right into it. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving the door open? How <laughs> proper, too. She's going, ooh, ah, ah, ooh, ah. Yes. Oh, look at the Ruffles the product placement. <laughs> That's Keanu on the bottom. That's Keanu Reeves, you know. They definitely couldn't go all the right moves because they didn't show the nudity. Yeah. He's just like, I got raped by an old lady today. There he is. I'm sure Reeves auditioned for this, but like, you know. They, they, yeah. You, know. you want to skip ahead a little bit? Uh, well, wait, here's, they get him drunk. You see, they get him drunk. And, and then, and then see, that's first the thing. Day you practice. think living on a farm, this guy would have known his way around a fucking bottle a of grandpa's yeah. old fucking cough medicine. Yep. They start doing shots of tequila. Yeah, you can go ahead, man. It's cool. It's all good. Getting caught, but there's, hey, look at me. He has a bad French Canadian. I want to hear, oh, I tell you what, I tell you what. What? I, I want to hear Ken, can we, go, can we go back to that scene? I want to hear Ken Reeves' bad French Canadian accent, like him trying to act. I think it'll be funny. Can we go back a little bit, a little bit further, a little bit further. But, but we got to go back further. When they first start, get, when they first get the booze, when they first. Keep, keep going back, keep going back. Jesus. Sorry, dude. Tequila. Uh, keep going. I, I want to hear. I want his accent. Uh, right here. Right here. Right here. Right here. All right here. this for Keanu Reeves. I, I, I want to hear. I want to hear what you his You wouldn't see is. his band. Why do you care now? <laughs> You're darn right, I wouldn't. See, there he is on the bottom there. She do it to me last year. She <laughs> do it to me last night, huh? <laughs> it, it was him doing his uh, his French Canadian accent. Look at him eyeball we, 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 those we, we potato. Together. We together. Look at him eyeball the potato chips. Last year, she do it to me last night, huh? <laughs> He looks. He's, what is he looking at? <laughs> but they're, they're like French. Is he looking at? His, is he looking at his? Cock? Looking at his dong, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, maybe. Can I smell it? But the, they're bad French Canadian banter. Like that. That was a moment of comedy. Oh, he can do that. This is the uh, the Boston Bruins versus the Detroit Red Wings. You see, except for they couldn't get the fucking logos. He, yeah, he gets uh, uh, Swayze. You see that? That was the guy who punched Lolo. He. he he hooked up with a different team, and he's a hatchet guy. You know, he's like hatchet league hockey. And he goes after Swayze, and he actually gives him a – puts him in the hospital. Yeah. And I think he renders him a quad, actually, <laughs> I think. <laughs> I don't know if that happened. But, but, I, but I know his head is – that dude's name who played for Boston University that got fucking boarded into the fucking – Oh, B. I can't think. I can't think it was. He, he just died recently. Dude, dude, dude you know what I heard? I told you, I, have I told you this rumor? This is a big one. You heard it first. You heard it first. Here it is, yeah, and he lands it on his head. But when this scene's over, it's a big story that I heard. Inside information. She slew foot him. Right here. It's after Youngboat scored a goal. Boom! Oh. So this is... What a good part I stopped scene. at. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Well, he's moving his legs. This is, yeah, this is always the bad scene when it's quiet and you hear like the, the organ. So he had a he has a severe head injury. Come on. Jesus Christ. Head 
Jesus he's, Christ. He's retarded. This is Logan's run now? <clears throat> Look at that blood. Yeah, I know. It sounds like the running man. <laughs> What's happening now? Turning into a Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, it's, you know. The blood on his hands is merely an analogy to the Are they the filming this in, in, in the summer? Because it's like, all the steam. Oh, yeah, there is. Yeah, that's a love interest. Yep. That that look, by the way, she was cute. She was cute. I would have been into well, her. Yeah, that's their I Leah Thompson. I would have, I would have uh, had a crush. You see, they just get Corky from Life Goes On to play him now. See, this is a moment of acting. That's the classic. So, I'm injured. The, I'm thirsty. <laughs> Get me some water. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, you, can't, you can't be like, hey, like singing Ethel Merman songs. You know, I'm so, fucking thirsty. You know, it, it is. Uh, but okay, so I got a friend, very good friend of mine, who actually plays in a no-check league in Skokie that a trainer for the Blackhawks plays in. And he's been playing in this league for 15 years. He and his brother, they're like known. They have all, there's like eight to 10 teams that always play. So he has all these stories and he gets all this inside information on the Blackhawks. Like he knew when Patrick Kane was charged with rape, it was going to be dropped like a couple weeks before it actually happened because they had the woman on tape. They they'd, uh, had a voicemail message of her saying, I got him. Like they tried to portray it like she was setting him up. They had that. And then the case fell apart. And nothing. Patrick Kane dodged a bullet with that. Yeah. He dodged well, a he bullet punched out a that. cabbie. Oh, 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 he, oh, he had a trail of shit behind him. He was snorting so much cocaine. Oh, and it was such a I drunk. knew a guy. Yeah. This is so Midwest. I knew a guy who yeah. knew his coke dealer. Yeah. He said, well, yeah, that, that, that's like this story. <laughs> so my buddy was telling me that the trainer was telling me, you know, Taves hasn't played all year. He's hey, got like leukemia or well, something like that. He's got ALS. He's got ALS. He's got ALS. He's got ALS. And he actually tried committing suicide. Tried committing suicide like in November or December. And they're keeping it totally under wraps. That's the rumor. You know? Oh, well, this is going on YouTube. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that, is, that, that, that is the rumor. And I mean, I, I can't, I'm not going to mention any names, but it was just, uh, but, but he's been right before on previous stuff with me. Like he gets a lot of inside information. I don't know if it's a trainer. It is a connection of the trainer, but it's through, I shouldn't mention that, but it's, it's, that, it's through that uh, relationship that that's supposedly, and I, I, I'm like, are they going to make an announcement? I mean, maybe it's wrong. I hope it's wrong. I hope it's total bullshit. I hope it's a lie like stealing the election, but I think it he might put be out true. a statement and almost the way it, Taves said it or worded or the way he typed it through his Stephen Hawking machine now yeah. <laughs> is that <laughs> I played the game is that he might come back. Years. He's just saying, I'm not going to return until I'm healthy. He was just like, I've been weak. But I knew that that's like, I was like leukemia, but ALS fucking. Yep. Yeah. That, that, hey, he's had so he's many had severe, concussion problems. He's had so many bad concussions that it's actually related. I think it's ALS is related to that. His, his style of play is so physical and so demanding. He had a couple of times he got boarded, I guess, where he got, I mean, knocked clean out, like start. Like, I mean, just clean out, you know? So he, he's had some bad concussion issues. So, dude, he, he's, he's, he's one year uh, older, younger than you. He's born in 88. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's like he's 32 years old, you know? So it's like, that's a, uh, that'd be crazy. If that's the truth, that'd be a sad story. That'd be a very sad story. Oh, he's the greatest captain in the history of the oh, team. Oh, the, I mean, he is a, he is a legend. I mean, he is a legend. There's no doubt about it. So I, I, I don't know. I hope it's not the truth. But, you know. right now. Listen, I'm going to have to dress you down. He wouldn't want you guys to be fruitcakes in this situation. <laughs> Take off your underwear. Put on your jocks. You know, it's interesting. You know, George Plimpton, remember the author Martha's George Martha's father. 
He uh, he did. Is uh, it Martha's father? I, I I don't think so. He oh, was George Plimpton is one of those guys that's American, but he talks like this. Yeah, well, he's got that continental like lockjaw accent. Yeah, so I was educated at Harvard. No, he yeah. always speaks in fucking poetry. Like <laughs> yeah. you ask him about baseball, and he's like the crack of the bat. <laughs> yeah, it, it's the smell of the glove. He he went under. He went like under. Played like in the spring training, training camp for football, for baseball, hockey, and basketball, all four major sports. He went and played a week with them, and then wrote a book about his experience. He said hockey. That they were the tightest people. It was the most family-like environment of all the sports, much more so than football, baseball, or basketball. So, like, if someone got hurt, like in hockey, there was very much like a, you know, if one of your teammates went down, it was like, you know, you were upset about it, you know, yeah, so, you know, that you, you, you sort of you, you, you stuck together, sort of in a way. But uh, I don't know. He he looked. He admired, He wrote Paper Lion. He played with the Lions for a week. George Plimpton did <laughs> in the early seventies. The weird, like, undercover, like sports, you know. What Book. an uninteresting! I went undercover with the Lions and discovered that just they were a bad football team. <laughs> yeah. The early seventies Lions were actually competitive. They were they were competitive. I ate nachos for two straight weeks. They haven't won a playoff game, Keith, since the nineteen fifty seven NFL championship. There game. you go. That is a it's one thing as a Bears long fan. I have time. to look at that's that that was my reassurance this year is every sportscaster being like, Bears fans, you're not the Lions. Yeah. Absolutely. So be thankful about that. Yeah, it, it is uh they are a damn. In the fifties, they were a force. Them and the and the Browns were the best teams in the NFL. The Packers were terrible. I'm gonna get closer Packers to the end. Terrible here. football team. Redskins blue. Uh, almost all of them suck. Giants were decent. Get Giants closer. were a good team. Going to the end because I feel like we're winding exactly, down here. Exactly. I feel like we're hitting the stretch. Ooh, Ooh the, the kick with the skate. The move, That's man. when you know it's an actual hockey player. Exactly, man. It's you know, it's Peter Zezel. Okay, face up. What do you think he's play running on in that fucking camera shot? You think he's just standing? Uh, that's a good, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, oh, maybe, maybe they're pulling something on ice, maybe, you know? There you go. Upper shelf, man. Oh, it didn't go on. Oh, oh it did. Okay. Look at the chip tooth. You see, he's earned his keep. Yeah, Bronson. Now I don't have to murder a hippie. He's well. I think he actually got into a fight. I think he actually holds his own against him. Like he has a training sequence, you know. Like you know, like he has a, he's a, a montage like, where he gets tough, you know, and like toughens up, like leads the yeah. team to victory, man. You well, know? he just did it. You know, absolutely. That scoreboard looked like new. <laughs> that looked odd. That scoreboard. Look, look at the- that. Was such a triumphant moment, and they still have game to play. That's yeah, it's fucking- three seconds left, man. He earned his. So that's that's. He's a young Mustang. I love how that. That's so college though. Like this is supposed to be junior pros. Oh look at ending like an episode of the Hulk. I have to leave <laughs> town din, now. Din, din, din. He's got his big giant hockey bag over his shoulder, exactly. hitching a ride. <laughs> On to the next town as a drifter. Yeah. What an existence. Like that. That was like like in the thirties and stuff. Like being a hobo, you would just hop the rail. And yeah. Be a hobo, but then well, you, you know, there's you can't hop the rail anymore. But I mean, you, you can still be a hobo. You know, don't yeah. we know it down here in this yeah. end of Los Angeles? <laughs> yeah, that's this true. is where they're at. 
Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, well, I'm coming into the barrio when I'm down here, man. As he's gazing, slumming it from Los Feliz. As you know? he's gazing <laughs> upon the arena, that's how we can look back on this episode, Crow. I, that I, was it. That's in the books. I think it's been a good one. It's I've been enjoyed fun. It. It's been a fun one. I, I enjoyed it. You were you were tense early on because of some technical difficulties. Always tense, but daddy. you but you mastered them and, and just trust yourself, man. You'll get it figured out. I I gave you your space. We started about an hour late, but that's fine, man. It worked out fine. <laughs> Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Let's nest. Ooh, rocking out in the studio. God. Great so sitcom sick. ending theme. But no, this is the real, this is the real ending theme. God. Yep. Yeah. Hold on. I'm pulling filters here. So what do you, you got, you got anything to plug, Crow? Man, just been uh, working, you know? Nothing to really plug. Man, you just, uh, you know, follow me on your comic. My Twitter handle, if you can. There you, you know, go. Uh, you can, can follow fun. me at Keith Pazel uh, everywhere across social media platform. Because as you know, I am the only Keith Pazel on planet Earth. Absolutely. Uh, follow the show at KeithPazel.com. That's the one-stop shop. You can also see some of my stand-up videos. Yeah. Uh, thank you for tuning in. We'll I'm, see you next week. I'm genuinely attracted to her right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am. She's cute. <laughs>